time ago I can still remember how that music used to make me smile And I knew if I had my chance that I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while But February made me shiver with every paper I deliver Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep inside the day The music So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. Did you write the book of love? Charlie, that's a great song, man. Does that just say 70s? American Does Pie, it, it's, That's like 1970s music. I think the original <laughs> version it. of I think the original version of American Pie was like 75 minutes long. Or no, I think the or 13 minutes long. So did the Grateful Dead have something to do with that? Yeah, in that case. So, uh, <laughs> did you like the Grateful Dead? Nah, I did not. I never. You know what the Stoner? I, I, I you know didn't. what the Stoner said at the Grateful Dead concert when he got sober? What? This band sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then they brought Dylan in. They had the balls to bring him in, who I, I love. But you don't put those guys. No, together. you don't put them. You just together. don't put them together. But American Pie, though, um, Don McLean. Don McLean. And you know what's amazing about that song? You either love it or you hate it, but you can't not listen to it. Well, even if you, know you hate I mean? it, it takes you back to a time you remember a certain area. Yeah. You know? And yeah, this yeah. is this show we're talking about. This is a comedy edition, by the way. Um, and it takes me back to the 70s. I mean, I think, you know, stand-up comedy as we know it from the 70s, starting out with uh, the greats like George Carlin, Richard Pryor, uh, even Jimmy Walker had great stuff, Steve Martin. Yeah, um, and these are the guys we uh, Even we Flip Wilson. On. I grew up with Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson, you know that's it's amazing. I have a Flip Wilson doll in my attic. Oh, do you really? doll, you flip it over. Yeah, it was yeah. Geraldine. Yeah. So he had the alter ego. You still Geraldine. have that? Yeah, I have it. It's worth money. I'm gonna bring it over here. We're gonna get a picture with. We that. should. It's, it's worth a lot of money. Actually, should put it over tonight. That would have been a good one. That would have been. But I got something else. And speaking of the uh, song, drinking uh -huh. whiskey and rye. Whiskey and rye. I decided to come here bearing a gift tonight. Did you really? For my wheels. Well, so tonight we're the, drinking Buffalo Trace. We are. Yes. But I got a present for him tonight. And you brought me a present. <laughs> and here's why. Okay. I'm an Italian bearing a gift, but here's the deal. When we were kids, you always had to bring something. You didn't want to be, they always used to call you a freeloader. Right. But if you didn't yeah, bring yeah. anything over, right. you're a freeloader. Yeah, yeah. And that's a Ponza Franca. Yeah. That's another one. Remember Ponza Franca? Oh, Ponza Franca. You yeah. know what that means? No, I don't know what it means. It means free lunch. My old man used to yell at the TV, he used to yell at the politicians, you Panza Franca. And I'm like, what does that even <laughs> my mean? My mother go, he's Faccia Dos. <laughs> don't let him in. Don't let him in. He's Faccia Dos. He's a Faccia Dos. You can never forget that. His whole family. No. Yeah, but that's right, your whole family. But the thing is about uh, Ponza Franca, I don't know what the hell free lunch had to do with politicians. But it was funny. But here's what I got for wheels. All right, what do we got? Uh oh, I see it. I see it rolled oh, up. So it looks like it could be a bottle of something. It's rolled up like a shroud. Oh god! And I just go with the best, man. I don't mess around. I do Let's not mess around. Got. It's not worth it. Da -da 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 -da. It's like a, it's I, mean, like I wish songs. I had music drum roll. You know what this is like? Uh, Indiana Jones when he took the grail. What do we got? What do we got? Oh my! Ah, Buffalo Trace. Look at that. 
that. Look at that. All right. Because I've been coming over drinking all his bourbon. He got me into bourbon wheels. He got Another, me into bourbon. I love And you I like it, right? That. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, I do. No, I do. Thank yeah. you, Charlie. That's a beautiful uh, uh, welcoming to the home. This is Play great. Go. And you know, it's funny. It's, it's one of my favorite bourbons. You know, now I'm back into bourbon. I'll tell you why. Why? Because I got off because I told you I don't like the Jack. I don't like the taste of it. Remember we talked it's about this? Now, if you tried Jack like to tomorrow, you yeah. would completely think, you wouldn't even consider it bourbon. You couldn't consider it bourbon, right? No. After drinking this. After drinking this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's that, a whole different amazing. league. But it's opened up a new thing. Because like I said, I got vodka, 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 vodka. But now you sit here even on a 95-degree day, which is what it and is today. And it's balmy. It's sweaty right it's now. It's sweaty, but this is good. This is know? beautiful. Yeah. It, I'm not saying it cools you down. No, it doesn't cool you down. It does not refresh but you. But it's but definitely. It and good. cheers. Cheers. Salute. Cheers to the crowd. Yep. There we and go. by the way, Lucky 7 episode. Episode 7, Wheels. Yes. And this is episode 7 because you know what we're doing now, uh, people. We're doing snippets in between the long episodes. So, so, so the first one came out the other day, which was mine, and it was called, uh, you know, Short Stories. I'm hoping that you listen to it. You can go on to the site, uh, you know, and listen to it in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts called Short Stories. And now we have Charlie's coming out called Side Chats. Yep. With the Foz. Yeah, it's going to be like little snippets, you know. Little yeah, and things. you're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. So, I think, yeah. you know, that'll be airing on Friday night, side chats. It's going to be fun. And there's going to be a lot of Hoboken stories going to be a lot of Hoboken. Going up in Newark and Newark. Italian. And what I, else are you going to talk I'm about? I'm going to talk about the fitness, too. That's going to be are you going to be? Are you going to get motivating? People want to get I'm going to motivate you guys because I know times are, you know, we're not going to get into this stuff tonight, but it's insane times. So you got to stay motivated. you got to keep your bodies fresh. you got to keep your bodies strong. So well, we're going to do that, a lot of that. And I think the main thing is motivating people. Because, listen, who listens to our show? I was looking at the demographics and what is it so our age group is 35 to 60 okay so it's pretty good so that's generation x maybe yeah, you know yeah, generation x pretty yeah. much so these are the people like ourselves like even me you wake up in the morning you don't feel like going out to the gym you don't feel like getting up you know yeah my, my back my right. neck right you got to help get these people out of bed i want to do that and i want to do it amusingly so, right. so here's what you're going to hear uh, wheels stories are going to be amazing because of his history obviously in showbiz and comedy mine is going to be a little bit of a lot it's gonna be a lot of fitness but it's also going to be a lot of comic comedic stories we're going to do that too so it's going to be something different and they're only going to be short little five to ten minute bursts right oh yeah yeah you know yeah they're side chats yeah they're yeah. side chats like it the kinda, fireside it's kind of like a rebuilding yeah fireside chats yeah, right that? like fdr yeah. he'd have his big speeches but he had right. those little fireside chats like so give you a perfect example and that's true. It's true. Like I did my uh, short stories. It aired, it aired uh, a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. And the one that I did was um, uh, I told the story of how my on what happened on 420 when my daughter was born and what I did and how I celebrated oh, that's beautiful. on her day. And, nice. and I, it was a nine minute story. Very interesting. If you'll love it. I mean, people especially will love it if they're into the 420 world because it happens to kind of overlap. She was born on 420. Well, my daughter. tell them what that means. Remind them. And that's the marijuana, <laughs> you know, the day we that's the time you do it every day. And it, right. it means a lot of other things. But if you're right. into that world, not only that, but she was born on 420, my daughter. And um, I spoke about what I did. And I talked about what I did on that day when she was born mm -hmm. and the hospital she was born. in. So LA. you remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, 100 percent. It was a celebratory day. And yeah. uh, I did something really interesting and cool. So. Go listen to Side Chats. You want to hear that story. And Friday night, so tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, we're airing this show. Obviously, tonight, you're listening to it right now. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow night, Charlie will be on uh, Side Chats. Right. So and again, it's going to be fun because it's going to be a variety, guys. It's going to be like right. little mini variety shows, little satellite Little shows, thing. And it, it could be about anything. And anything. Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot. People, yeah. places, things. And that's the wonderful thing about it. But tonight, we're talking about comedy. comedy. I got Martin Chaddock coming in. Now, you don't know Martin. I do not. Martin is uh, a comedian, and he's also an entrepreneur. His father used to own, if you remember people, Big Daddy's back in the day, the hamburger place in New York, Coney Island. There was Big Daddy's. There was a few out in, uh, there was one of the five towns where I was from in Long Island, 
And he is a um, comedian. He's also a um, he's into nostalgia, Brooklyn nostalgia. And he uh, he asked me if he can come on the show, and it gave me the um, the inkling to say, you know what, we'll do it about comedy because he brought comedy. Martin Chaddock actually brought comedy back to Sheepshead Bay, the Calamari Comedy Show, and it's at Rondazzo's Clam Bar. He'll talk about it tonight. It's two doors down from Pip's Comedy Club, where I started, and a lot of famous comedians started back in the day. Pip's Comedy Club being one of the oldest comedy clubs, if not the oldest comedy club in the country. It opened in 1962. We're going to talk about that. That's some history right there. And I'm going to wait for uh, for Martin to come on and talk about that is one. Is he about our age? Uh, yeah, he's age around group. our age, okay, and he good. lives in New York. He's going to call in, and he he has uh, he brought comedy back to the Bay. You know, because Pip's Comedy Club closed up, it became a sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was you know Andy Kaufman started there. George, oh, George Carlin used to perform there. Even Seinfeld started there. Rodney Dangerfield started there. Giants. I mean, Andrew Dice Clay started there. Giants. Yeah. I started there. I I, Giant. a, I got a story about it. Yeah. Other yeah, than you're right up weight. there with them. Yeah. Well, weight wise, um, um, yeah. I'm, I started in 1987. That's a cool story. Matter of fact, I'll tell you how that happened. Um, and I could tell this now because you know I don't have to wait for Martin to uh, to call in. Because we're going to talk about a lot of other things. So how I started in, in comedy, I've always wanted to obviously be a comedian since I was, you know, six, seven, eight years old, right around that time. I mean, to, Well, how did you know? I'm just curious about you that You know, I just knew what it. I, I knew it, uh, and, you know, um, how I, I knew it, how I wanted to be a comedian. When my, my, I don't know if I told the story. My father passed away, and I wanted to make people in the room laugh because I was tired of everybody. And I was seven years old. And I was just tired of people, you know, crying. And I'm like, you know, I started doing impersonations. So you're during the uh, services? No, during, no, when they were coming over to my mom's house. Oh, so the after. During the, during yeah. the day, like the day of, yeah, you know, before the services, yeah. you know. And uh, I just started making people laugh. And I started liking the reaction. So I decided this is great. And I knew for some reason I wanted to be like Jackie Gleason. I wanted to be like an impressionist. And I wanted to do a bunch of things. So my mother would actually let me watch the Johnny Carson show, even when I was a kid. She would let me get up or stay up late just to watch a Johnny Carson show if there was a comedian on the show. Mm-hmm. She would say, okay, you can stay up tonight. So it was in my head. I always wanted to be. I mean, back in the 70s even, do you remember listening to any of the albums, George Carlin? Um, you know, I don't remember ever listening to the albums. I remember watching Carson, but that, that was a late night. You had to be up from 1130 to 1 in the morning. Yeah. So I did watch that. Yeah. And, and the sitcoms, obviously. Did you have any comedy albums, stand-up comedy albums growing up? You know what I bought? I uh, finally bought a Richard Pryor comedy album, and he had this character, Mudbone. Do you remember Mudbone? Oh, Mudbone, of course. And, and I listened to this thing, and I knew who he was at the time, but I listened to Mudbone. I listened to this album. don't remember the name of it, and it killed me. It was, it was absolutely unbelievable. Oh, Mudbone. And he fantastic. created those characters, yeah. those voices that we yeah. laugh about. Yeah, it was right there. Now, Pryor was cutting edge. Interesting story about Richard Pryor. Um, I got the pleasure of meeting Pryor. Now, I, I will say, my wow. influ- my influences in comedy is, um, I would say, George Collins, Steve Martin, Jackie Gleason, uh, as far as character actors, John Belushi. These are big influences to me. John Candy. Um, they were the influence. George Collins being a direct influence. But it's interesting, funny to say, because a lot of comedians will say Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not an influence to me. Eddie Murphy was. I found Eddie Murphy to be funnier than Richard Pryor. Now, what didn't you, uh, not that you didn't like him, but what did I, you not, not find he, funny about Pryor? It's not that he didn't like him, I'm, I'm gonna, but I'm going to make it public. I wasn't a fan. That's interesting. Uh, you know, I think I was because I watched live in concert. I think that came out in 78. And remember the video disc just started to hit the market? Yes. Now, this is when they first released things uh, to the public that you can buy. Movies, right. concerts, whatever. So I bought the Richard Pryor live in concert. Sure. Had no idea who the guy was. 
but it slayed me, that album, that right. concert. Yeah, and it was a great one. Live, but, now, I, I had the album live in concert. Not that I, I, I won't say I, was, I wasn't a fan. I thought he was funny. Mm-hmm. I had all his albums. I had That Nigga's Crazy. I had Live on the Sunset Strip. I had yeah, Live He had a whole concert. bunch of them. He had a bunch of them. I mean, I had them. I had them. I had Richard Pryor, occupa- I mean, I mean, George Carlin, Occupational Fool, Hippie Dippie Weatherman, uh, Place to Keep Your Stuff. Uh, I had Steve Martin. I still got Steve Martin albums. Well, that's you know. an amazing history right there, Wheels. If this is the comedy special, uh, it's important for people to know, why did they have albums? They had to do that back then. They had right. to release actual record they albums. They did. Why is that? They had to release albums because you couldn't watch them on TV. And right. that's where TV is really screwed up. I want to say screwed up comedy in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, like it was yesterday, when comedy started going, I don't want to say maybe downhill, but it started Changed. becoming desensitized. You were kind of desensitized towards it, or it was very accessible when A&E started doing the improv, when MTV had their show called Ha. And now you can watch comedians anywhere. They were coming out like crazy, which was great for mm-hmm. us as comics because we were working. We were getting TV credits, but it was too easy to get. When you got an album, the, think, about, think about the album, Okay. You got the album. You bought the album. You couldn't wait to get home. It was wrapped. Okay, it was a double-sided album. You opened it up. Inside, sometimes it would have a poster. You know, the album would have stories. You can kind of go and listen to the story. And you had outtakes, and you could watch the comedians' outtakes. The photos were on the album. You had, you know, Steve Martin with balloons around his head. And, you know, and there were things. There were kind of bonus things about the album. Then you would put it on. You'd get all excited. You'd listen to it, and you'd laugh. And you didn't care what was around you at that time. That's how you listen to comedy. And a lot of people don't know this. No, they don't know that. It's a history. Yeah, and not only that, but comedy, a lot of them didn't even have, they weren't even in front of an audience. No, and the amazing thing is, you had to get the album, you listened to it. Nobody knew what these guys looked like, not no. really, and it didn't matter. No. They had to perform, right. make you laugh. So, and a lot of the times you're listening to the album, they were doing it in a studio the way we're doing it right now. Exactly. In my little studio here, I can cut an album right now. A matter of fact, and I do have an album, by the way, called Driving You Crazy. You can get it on iTunes. You can purchase it or get it for free. I'd like to have it. It's called, and I'll give you one before you leave. <laughs> you want a little gift? I, will, I got one here. A little present yeah, for I mean, me? It's not an album. It's a CD. No, I love it. Driving no, I'll you listen crazy. to it on the way home. You'll love it. Love and uh, so it's called Driving You Crazy with Michael Wheels Parisi. Quick story, and then I'm going to get back into the Carlin thing. Um, I, I, uh, I sh- uh, recorded that album at the Sunset on, uh, in, Ve- in Vegas at the Rio Hotel. Did in I a studio me? or on the stage? No, I recorded it at live. Um, Andrew Dice Clay actually was on my album. He introed me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was produced by a company called, uh, Ron- uh, I forget the name of the company. You'll see it uh, on the album. But anyway, oh, Laughing Hyena. Uh, but um, I, did, I was the last comedian to perform at the Riviera Hotel and Casino I had, I, I was the, before they blew it up. And we recorded my album that weekend. Before, that, <laughs> before they blew, they it, blew up. it up. I was the last one before it imploded. <laughs> yeah, before they destroyed Vegas. It looked right? like Beirut when it was all done. Beirut. Don't forget that word, guys. <laughs> Beirut. But the, uh, it's funny. <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm going to come right back. Where Charlie, just talk to him a little bit about, about some comic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you know what's amazing if you guys uh, did not buy comedy albums? You don't need to anymore. It's all there on Netflix. It's all there on Showtime. It's all there on HBO. The one that got me, uh, got a... I, I, probably would say it was 1983 and cable tv had just become big not everybody had it we finally got it and it was carlin at carnegie and i had no idea who george carlin was i didn't know but i saw this thing all right carlin at carnegie remember that one wheels carlin at Car- and carnegie I popped was amazing the disc on and what i was laughing hysterically as a 14 15 year old kid i couldn't stop laughing right and it's adult humor. I wouldn't oh, call that for kids, but no, I was no, no. watching this thing. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to give you a gift. He had me from that moment. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. Here's a gift to you. you got a gift for me? Oh, I love it. Driving you crazy. Oh, let me explain what this... Okay, let me explain. So, this is the CD, uh, and... Uh, oh, wow. You, yeah. 
and it's actually you'll get all the bits that are in the back. If you open it up, that tells stories. It's kind of like the old school way when you unveil it. I love the picture. So when you read it later, you'll see the inside. I have thank yous in there, and I tell a little story. Oh, now this is great. Let me just I got I got to explain this. So the cover of the album. Uh, is wheels relaxing in a nice chair? It looks like an office chair. An office chair. And it's obviously leather. He's in got the a middle of a very he hectic <laughs> area. <laughs> a very hectic area. But there he is, calm in the middle with a cigar. I see a cigar. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a cigar. He's got a nice yeah. pair of shoes on. Yep, cigars, right? They've got to do that one night. Actually, yeah. I used to like I didn't cigars. know if you smoke. No, I do. Sometimes okay. I do, but only cigars. He's got a beautiful, uh, is that a Robert Graham shirt? That is see? a Robert Graham. That's a Robert Graham shirt. He's got stylish jeans. But one of the many I have. One of the many, but if you flip it over, it's casual wheels. He's yeah. got a black NET. Right. He's got a do-rag and cami shorts. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the stylish wheels and the casual yeah. wheels. Now, you can see I it's a it. real deal. This was a really produced. No, this is an album. This guys. was produced. I got paid to do it. It's a buyout. So Can't wait. if you download it on iTunes, you get it and you buy any of that, I don't get any of the money, FYI. Why not? Because the company, I, I had a buyout. They just so paid Oh, okay. Me. So they you just they just uh, made a deal yeah. with you, basically. A big deal. Yeah. It was a lot of money involved. But but still. I have all the CDs. But if so, somebody was, does want a CD, the only way you can actually get a signed CD is from me. Of driving you crazy, and they're and I only charge ten bucks plus shipping and handling. Now that's not bad at all, and you guys should order this. But what when was this done? When this was, was this? that was done in like two thousand and fourteen or fifteen, I think. Oh, it was okay. So I'm going back, and I will uh, tell maybe, you this, guys. Maybe two thousand and sixteen. Oh, really? Okay. So the time I first saw you was what? Now we talked about this. Oh, uh, you saw me nineteen ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah. Okay. So none of that material would be on this. Uh, there are some classic bits on there. Oh yeah. Yeah, some classic bits. But that was the whole beauty of Thank it. You now, brother, you know, love I, that. Listen you, to it even, tonight. Yeah, and now yeah. even CDs are gone. They're for gone. The, for the most part. No, they're gone. And that's okay. You can't stop progress. But wasn't it cool when you got an album or oh, man. and you opened it up and you couldn't wait to listen to it? Whatever it was. Well, the music. You know what? It was the music and it was the comedy, whatever the album was. But remember that feeling like we talked about? You rip off the shrink wrap. Yeah. And you open the album, and there could be something in there you never knew you never, what. You could be a, uh, a bonus poster. Did you lay on your back and read the lyrics on 100%. your bed? 100%. That's what I did. You read the oh, lyrics. Oh, you read the and you enjoyed it, and you got to enjoy it. And then you played it over and over, over again. Over and over. And then your friends would come over. You know what's funny? My daughter has a record player. My daughter collects vinyl, and yeah. she collects a lot of, and she has a lot of comedy albums. She has Steve Martin and all that. I have a bunch Colin. of them still. Yeah, and she loves it, and she's only 15, my daughter. And she collects, uh, she, she has like Rolling Stones and the Beatles. She's, she's great. She's an old soul. She's daughter. an old soul. I love that. But I got to say, though, going back to comedy. Um, so anyway, Richard Pryor. I'll tell you my story with Richard Pryor. We're at the comedy store in L.A. Richard was kind of towards the end of his rope. You know, he had the Parkinson's disease, and he was getting wheeled in on a wheelchair and stuff. And he would go on stage, and um, he would still kill I totally remember that. His name was on the marquee for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. So right before he started to go down it's just he was still in the wheelchair wheelchair i was on stage at night he comes in mm -hmm. and then he sat next to mitzi shore in the back room and uh he sits down and he's ne next to mitzi who was the owner of the comedy store and um i had no idea richard was in the room i'm just doing my show now granted i am destroying an audience at this time <laughs> that's a good feeling i mean right? i mean not to be overconfident but to be honest, people, when I go on stage, I, I, I destroy, a f I wreck the fucking room. It's okay? irrelevant. It's what I do. It's irrelevant. Uh, and I'm proud to say that, that I'm one of the, those that can go on stage anytime and wreck a fucking room. Mm -hmm. So I'm on stage wrecking the room, and, and Pryor's in the back, and I walk off, and I'm like all in a huff, and I'm all, and I walk by, and I say, holy shit, this fucking Richard Pryor, and I have to go past him now, mm -hmm. and he's next to Mitzi, so kind of Mitzi's smiling at me, you know, kind of going, ah, yeah, you see that voice, ah, yeah, wheels. She had the thing, the, uh, oh, wheels, you're great. So here he, and then I walk past, and Pryor grabs him by the arm. He actually I, grabbed you, stopped grabbed you? By the arm, and he stopped me, and he goes, motherfucker, 
You're a funny, <laughs> funny motherfucker. You're going to get paid, motherfucker. You said that you're going to get paid? You're going to get paid, and you motherfucker. Know, you know what's great about that? He didn't say you're going to make it. No. You're going to get paid. You're going to get paid, <laughs> motherfucker. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. But these guys, you know and what? I, and I've been uh, motherfucking it ever since. But you'll never see that style no. again. You'll never see that again, right? He right came wrong? No, never again. No, not like and that. It's, it's over. It's over. It's over. He it's, gave it's great comedy thing. advice to comedians back in the day. A comedian asked him what one time, saying? I want to go on stage, but I don't know what to say. And I don't want to offend anybody. I'm afraid to bring certain things up. And you know what Pryor said to him? What did he say? Listen, motherfucker. Whatever you say, make sure it's funny shit. Yeah, well, wise words if you think about it. If it's it. funny shit... Say that shit. Yeah. That's what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, and don't apologize <laughs> don't, for it. Never. Right? Ever apologize. Yeah. Well, Say that shit. Well, isn't that amazing? Living in L.A. Let's just talk about this for a second. Yeah. I, I think we got time before uh, our yeah, boy yeah, calls. Yeah, yeah, we got time. You know, if you I don't got to answer the phone. You know, <laughs> you got to screen him. You know, living fuck. in L.A., though, you ran into these guys. Like when I ran into Carlin just before he died, about a year before he died. Yeah. I had a shirt on that said, New Jersey, only the strong survive, which right. is true. Right. And he looks at that. He goes... Hey, man, I've done a lot of shows there, and that's absolutely dead on that <laughs> shirt. And I had a conversation with Isn't George cool? Carlin. Isn't yeah. that great? Because yeah. they're legends. Let's just face it. Legends. They will never, and Rodney, all of those guys, you will never have that element of talent again. They'll I truly believe that. never, ever have that talent again. Not Man, like that. Never. I did a movie with Rodney Dangerfield. I actually got cut out of it. Me, Wally, Wally Sparks. Sparks yeah. And I saw the movie. Yeah, and I played Elvis. And uh, I played the deli- the pizza delivery guy, and, uh, and I, I was with Rodney every day. How was it? Well, how was he? What was he like? Rodney was a very um, miserable man. Why is that? Miserable because he felt he made it too late in life. That's what he told everybody. How old was he when he made it? Fifty nine. Okay, so that first album, Son of No Respect, no, re- it was a great album. Now, now you know how album. he got the name. You know how he got No Respect. No, so I here's don't. a little comedy. How did that happen? Here's a little comedy history for you people. Um, Rodney Dangerfield started out at Pips Comedy Club in Brooklyn, New York. The owner of Pips was Georgie Starr. And he was on last week, right? And uh, that him? No, the owner of Pips. Uh, Pips oh, is, Pips. Pips is no club. longer in existence. Pips okay. is the first comedy club in the country. Don't let nobody fool you. People will try to tell you it's the Ice House in Pasadena. Bullshit. Pips Comedy Club opened Pips. in 1962. Lenny Bruce played Pips Comedy Club. How do you like that? Well, then you're going back to the early 60s. And Lenny 60s. Bruce was good friends at the time with Georgie Starr, the owner of Pips, and he was good friends with Rodney Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. So Georgie Starr, George Schultz was his name, but he used to go by his comedy name was Georgie Shar, Starr. George Schultz tells uh, Rodney, he goes, you know what you should do, man? Go on stage and, you know, because everybody always, you know, Brooklyn crowds are tough. And you can see when you're up there, you're struggling. Like, you get no respect. And Rodney goes, hey, man, I get no respect. And he started saying that on stage. I How classic written. is and that? And that was given to him by George Schultz. So that's the origin of that 100%. That's amazing because that's still used today. Today. It's still used. I get no respect, man. No respect. I get no respect. So I, I, I would say Rodney was miserable. And the reason why he was miserable, and I remember him saying this in a few I times. I remember you telling me this. this and he good. actually told me, too. He goes, because, you know, man, I didn't get laid enough. <laughs> because let's face it, when you get famous, yeah. you get laid. doesn't matter famous, what you look like. You get laid. And I didn't get laid matter. enough, man, you yeah. know? Right. I didn't get laid because I was too fucking old, man. True. And uh, he, he, was, he resented that in a way. But he ended up marrying a beautiful wife. His, her name was Joan. And you knew her well? I know Joan very well. To this day, I, I got pictures. Maybe I'll put them up. Um... And uh, she owns the rights to everything, and she's a wonderful lady. And Rodney was a very good guy, and he started the careers of 
a lot of famous comedians that we know today, including well, Kinnison, Dice, Roseanne, Dice, yeah, he Don Myrera. I mean, these people he started, Bill Hicks. So he found all of you guys in the late 80s, He didn't early find 90s. me. He, he found didn't find them. you? No, he didn't find but me. But he found them. And found the thing them. is that happened uh, in a specific period, mid-80s, I would say, to the late 80s into the early 90s. Correct. You know, because Rodney had that special. I still remember yeah. that on HBO. Yeah, there was Nothing Goes Right. Uh, yeah. He had, that's where Dice was Well, on. that's where I first saw Dice. Sure. Yeah. And uh, he launched all those careers. It's funny because ended in, and then on Dice, ended up having a special called Andrew Dice Clay Presents the Blue Show. And uh, mm. I was on that show. And that was kind of his way of introducing uh, new comedians. And I wasn't new at the time, but I happened to be on the show. And uh, he introduced me to the world that way. What was the approximate it was on Showtime. Year, I'm into years. 2014. I love Timeline. So that's yep. when that happened. On Showtime. And it's still on Showtime today. Well, you know what's amazing about that, Wheels? Uh, certain comics, they say a certain thing or they uh, come up with a certain punchline and they have you, like I said with Carlin. But I remember the Dice line. I had no idea who he was. And it was that Rodney Dangerfield special and Dice came on. And I didn't know who this guy was, but I knew he was funny. You can yeah. get that gist. And the, uh, the line that got me was this. He was ranting, and he just came out with this joke, and he said, Dice said, how do you get a witch pregnant? Fucker. And he just kept going. <laughs> yeah, just kept and that was the joke. And that was it. Yeah, that's how and it I said, this guy's yeah. great. Let me tell you something. It was crazy. Di- Di- I'm proud to say Dice is, is, is my best friend, and I hope that he still considers me his best friend. Actually, we spoke the other day. He called me up. Am and, I your uh, second best friend? Or you're what? my second best friend. <laughs> my best friend on the Gulf. Yeah, you I don't have a lot of best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he uh, has been, and I haven't talked about him many, much on many podcasts because I don't want to make, like I said, I don't want to make it a Dice show, but this is about comedy, this episode. Right. And by far, he has been, uh, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be who Wheels is today. And I uh, I'm sure he appreciates that, and he's a legend in comedy. He's There's a no legend. question about that. He he's still goes on. St- yep, and he yeah. still goes on stage and smashes the crowd. He could fucking wreck a room like like no tomorrow. He's yeah. he's still cutting edge. He's still writing new stuff. He's he's still doing specials. He's out there. And you know what the best part is? He, he never, never apologized. He never. never and I use that word. He never ever ever apologized for his material. He's with absolutely the best there is out there, and he's a true friend. And he did so much for me, and I thank him for that. Uh, we're like family, and I love his family, and I love him. And Dice, if you're listening to the show, and I hope you do, I love you, man. And you are the best there is out there. And uh, and I'm, I don't, I let, let's just continue doing what the fuck we do, man. Yeah. That's the, what it is. Yeah. And and without him, I met him in Brooklyn. Um, I've met Dice a couple times. He wouldn't remember me, but like I said, he'd remember my wife Sanji. He, yeah, he would remember her. When but Sanji worked at Gold. Well, yes. she worked at Gold's, uh, and Dice would come in, and he just asked for Sanji. He goes, "Hey, you know, she's the coolest one in here." I think I told this on the first episode. But they really hit it off, and uh, we used to run into him in town, and he was great. Dice was cool. But again, Dice was always really, really cool to Sanji, which is great. I didn't forget that. Yeah. You know? And you know, well, how, I met, how we met was I was at a comedy club. I was at Pips. Here we go again. I'm at Pips Comedy and Club in Brooklyn. this is the 80s again. Had to be. Uh, had to be. It was 1989, to wow, be exact. Wow, okay. And um, I was on stage, and I uh, had a shirt, a Brooklyn shirt on, and he walks in that night. And I was on stage, and I was about 100 and 50, 160 pounds heavier than I am now. So you were twice the size. I was close to 400 pounds. Okay. And I was big. Mm-hmm. Is and that when I saw you on stage in the robe? Were you I was about, about, that three, about 360 in that. Okay. So he, he came over to me, and I was breathing very heavy on stage. And I'd be talking like, <sighs> like that. I'd breathe heavy. So Dice comes up with a camcorder. Remember the camcorders? Sure. Got he's, over to, he's over there doing the camcorder. <laughs> He used to have his own sound effects. That was his sound effect. Did he do that? So he comes over to me, and he just starts filming me. And I'm just doing my act, and he's filming me. And I'm like, I can't even fucking believe he's on stage filming me. And he's like, breathe. And I go. Kind of like Darth Vader. And then I would do another bit. Yeah, and then I would do another bit. And then he'd be able to. And he'd go, breathe. And I'd go. 
<sighs> and he would do so the that sound effects. At, and that time at Dice, and uh, we became we became uh, friendly then. <clears throat> and then uh, he goes, and that's when I started opening for him. He, my, the first thing was Radio City Musical. Well, actually, Caroline's. Uh, he tested my, my, my strength at Caroline's and then wrote me to Radio City. So are you telling me now, what was the first gig you did? Was it Radio City? Was uh, it, in fact, that show? The first show was at Caroline's. Now, how soon before? That was and the then, same then, tour, then right? I, yes. And then, after that, and then we ended up doing, um, I ended up doing the Meadowlands outside, and we did a whole upstate New York, and we, did, we were doing everything. The, I did Valley Forge in Pennsylvania. I did Westbury Music Fan numerous times with Dice. Um, no apologies. Uh, Westbury Music Fair, the first pay-per-view event. 31 million subscribers. Subscribers are the first comedy club. First comedy pay-per-view. Massive. And Dice had me on there, and yeah. I got some heat then. And uh, that's how that happened. Well, so I'm still amazed I was at that show. I'll never, I'll never forget that. At the that. Radio that, City show. That's amazing. That, yeah. yeah. that was my first show in front of that many people. That's, that's absolutely incredible to me. And who would think? Like I said, I still think about that. 30 years later, here we are. Yeah. And when Dice Very found strange. me, the same couple of weeks there, uh, Chris Rock was found by Eddie Murphy. Is that right? Eddie Murphy found Chris Rock of the comic strip in New York, and uh, he took him on the road. So here I go with Dice, and Chris goes with Eddie, and then that's how it kind of, you know, because me and Chris were good friends, and we kind of So they adopted off. you guys. Yeah, that's they what they did. Yeah, it was like an adoption. It was like an adoption. Comic adoption. Yeah, but look what they did. They went with the talent. You yeah. did so to Chris yeah. Rock. And, you know, and, and Chris, you know, Chris took it to different levels. Yeah, and they, ro they rolled with the talent because right. they discovered the talent. Get yeah, you want to. So this Buffalo Trace, we're going to get a little let extra me pour shot you here. This a little is bit. like a gentleman's drink, I will tell you it what. It really is. So the cigar with this, yes. You want to go camping sometimes, Wheels? We'll we should. That. You want to go camping? Oh, I got a call coming in. Here he I is. I believe this is Martin Shattuck. Hold on, let me get this call. Right on time. Hello? Wheels. Hey, Martin. How are you? Good, buddy. I was just talking about you. How you can you hear me good? I can hear you loud and clear. I got, hold on, let me just uh, put the volume up a little bit. How's that? Can you hear me a little better? Yeah. I got, uh, say hello to Charlie DeFazio, my co-host of the show. Hey, buddy. How, how are, are you? How are you, brother? I'm good. Good to have you on. Uh, good to be on, man. Yeah, good man. Good to see you on the other episodes. Uh, yeah, so great. you haven't heard cool. what we were talking about. We were just talk I mentioned you a few times, and I'm, uh, I'm going to get back into that, but I was just talking about the, uh, the, the me, uh, how Dice found me at Pips in Brooklyn. Now, you're a Brooklyn guy. You live in Brooklyn, right? I do. And But I you do. lived in L.A. for how many years? I lived in L.A. for 15 years. 15. Where in L.A. did you live? I lived on, uh, I lived in, actually, I lived in the same building as Dice on uh, Hawthorne Avenue and uh, Fuller. Oh, behind the comment, behind the Laugh Factory. Uh, no, no. Right oh, no, 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 down below. Rocks. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, uh, they were big apartments on Hawthorne. Yeah. So that was yeah. the 90s, yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. right? That was nice. Like you, you, you came to the apartment before. Yes, I do remember yeah. that now, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, uh, Dice lived in the building at one point, Drew Carey, um, Dennis Miller, yep. uh, Paula, Paula Abdul. It was a pretty famous building. Yeah, it was a pretty famous building. Nice. Yeah. So how you doing, man? So listen, I was just telling them, you got the, uh, I was talking about the comedy uh, in Pips in Brooklyn, uh, in Shapeshead Bay on Emmons Avenue, and how I yeah. started in Pips. And you never really had the pleasure of, did you ever go to Pips? Unfortunately, I did not. Um, but you know what I know. What I listen. What I know about Pips. Okay. Now, when I was a kid, my father owned Big Daddy's, which was the restaurant on Coney Island. Avenue. Right. And I did tell the people about that. Tell us a little bit about about okay. Big Daddy's for those who are listening that remember those days. I remember them. Charlie's from Jersey, so he don't remember. I Big don't Daddy's. remember that. No, but I love okay. to know. I love okay. to hear about it. Was Nathan's only competitor. Okay, and it was founded by Nathan's nephew and another guy, and uh, and it was a very successful restaurant. Um, and it had all the pictures of like of uh, the guy whose name was Big Daddy 
with all the celebrities of that time on the wall. Like I got pictures of him with Rodney Dangerfield, Don Rickles, and the place was, you know, it was a legendary place. So now when my dad owned it, he was the last owner. Okay, so my dad lived in Manhattan Beach, and then, you know, we would always go to dinner at Randazzo's and Sheepshead Bay, and we would pass pips. Uh-huh. We do when we were walking. Now you didn't. Now at that time in your life, you weren't weren't a, you weren't doing stand up, but you weren't trying to be a stand up. I was ten years old. Oh, okay, all right. So ten years I was, old. I was I was ten years old. Right. And uh, but but I you know I saw the place. You know I was always you know I always wanted to know what the hell went on in there, especially because you know comedy at that point. You know everybody that was on the wall, of Big Daddies, was on Johnny Carson at that time. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, that was a big hit. And then when I moved to L.A. and when I met you, when I met Vice, you guys really gave me the history of it all. Right. And we did talk about it a little earlier. Now, when you tune in tomorrow night to listen to the show, you'll hear about some of the stuff I talked about. But, uh, yeah, Pips was a legendary place. And, Martin, now, you remember um, the Bay, Sheepshead Bay, and when I say the Bay, flourishing for the most part back in those days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's wonderful that you were actually, because you're a big fan, you were a big fan of Randazzo's. Now, now Charlie, Randazzo's Clam Bar, famous Clam Bar in Brooklyn. I mean, famous Clam Bar all over America. People would go to this place, Italian-owned and operated. And it's Randazzo's? Called Randazzo's Clam Randazzo's. Bar. It's two doors yeah. down from Hips. So what Martin did, and if t- correct me if I'm wrong, Martin. That's a, that's a Charlie <laughs> wrong. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You brought comedy back to the Bay. I did. So t- I did. tell us a little bit about that and how that happened. Okay, well, you know, like this. All right, first off, okay, comedy in New York is just, it's very, it's very different now. Okay. Yeah, tell um, us about the because you, you were telling me the other day on the phone. What's it going? What's going on over there with comedy? Oh, it's uh, you know, I think the audiences are you know they're not as mature as they you know as they were. Like the like like uh, let's put it this way: Brian Holtzman would not last in Manhattan two two seconds. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I hear. Very okay. politically correct, Charlie. He's politically correct. correct. No, not correct. Brian, but the but the audiences now are, are offended by anything. Oh, I see. So so what you're saying is everybody's uh, there were a bunch of snowflakes in the audience waiting to attack you for whatever you say. They're, they're a little sensitive. A they're little a, sensitive. Put it this way, there's a little sensitive, definitely. Oh, well, it's just not um, like it was in the 80s and 90s. In, in other words, no, right? not even remotely close, and it's not yeah. even anything like it was at the comedy store because the comedy store was very it was a special place, yeah. and that's where you know I met Wheels and I learned I learned the craft. And the wheels had a lot to do with that, by the way. But I'm you know, sure. it, 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 you know, but the, the whole Brooklyn comedy thing, there was, there's nothing going on, you know, in in South Brooklyn. So, you know, I remember the stories, you know, firsthand coming from you, Wheels, and from Dice. Okay, about you know about Pips, and then you know after meeting Steve Marshall. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have him on the show too. Oh, you gotta have Steve. I like Steve. I think I think he's a nice guy, Steve. Very funny. I think you bring more to the table, but having you on first, I'll bring him on. But I like him, Steve. Tell him that. I, uh, I, you tell him that I think he's a nice guy. I just think you bring a lot more to the table. Oh, does that make you? Much. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> does, it make, does it make you feel good or bad? <laughs> did you did you squirm in your seat? Or did, I, did I just shit on Steve for no reason whatsoever? I love Steve. Yeah, I was it okay, Dick? It was all right. So so now you know like so. With the history of all those, you know, of, of, of tips, you know, David Brenner, Woody Allen, uh, Rodney Dangerfield, you know, I mean, but there was nothing like that in South Brooklyn. So, you know, one day me and the owner of Randazzo's were talking about it, you know, like, you know, like, ah, too bad there's no pips here and whatnot. And then, you know, we said, well, you know what, let's do it here. Let's give it a shot. So now, now, and now you're doing it. And when are you doing it? Is it weekly, monthly, every couple of weeks or whenever you want? No. What is it? We, no, we did it in the we did it in the winter. We did it the December, January, and March. 
right. you know, we were going to, we were going to, we were going to slow down, you know, because of the, you know, the season's coming in and that's not their regular business. And then we're going to kick it back again in the, in the fall. But now with COVID coming out, you know, and, and places closing, you know, I, who knows what's going to happen. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. I think you're onto a good thing here, Martin. I think you're going to do a great job. Sounds great. Um, you, you definitely, you know, the Bay needs it, but I'm going to argue one point with you. And I don't know if Charlie believes this or not. And this is coming from me. I'm doing comedy a long time. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say one thing I feel what you said Martin might not be 100% correct. What do you think it's going to be? I've no idea. All right. What I feel is no audience is a bad audience. Correct. Okay. Only bad comics. Now, um, yes, Brian Holtzman might be triggered a little too high in volume for these audience, correct? But if you're good enough and you know how to draw them in, and if you know how to collect, connect, uh, connect with them and grab their attention within 30 seconds, I don't care who you are and what you do as a comedian. And remember this. Every audience will laugh. It's bullshit for anybody to think right. they won't because of the politics. If you're funny enough, laughter is a reaction that's not controlled. And it's an uncontrollable re- reaction. So if a comic knows how to psychologically tap into the psyche of an audience, which you have to really learn, and that takes years and years of practice, they can conquer any audience because they can control. And the audience will eventually lose. And when they start laughing, the comic will win. The audience will win only if the comic is not good enough to control their reaction. But let me add to that. Maybe I ask a question. Martin, let me ask you something. Please. Do you find the comics of today editing themselves big time because of the uh, climate of sensitivity? Do you see this happening or no? Yeah, you see, yeah, you see that. Yeah, I, definitely, I definitely see that. And you can sense that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's not, that's a shame. It's, it's though, a shame isn't that it? that it's has to happen. But I'm going to tell you yeah. something. That's part of the reason why comics fail in front of the audience. So Martin, I'm going to give you a little something to do. You're doing comedy how long now? 25, 26 years. You, but you can never oh, wow. stop learning, right? Never, never. My and I gave you advice a long time ago. Yeah, you did. We talked about that. So absolutely. I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you just a tad of advice, only because I'm going to give you a little psychological advice when it comes to the audience. This is something you may have not learned. But you're going to learn it now. The reason why people are having problems in front of these audiences is because the comic is already showing fear before they walk on the stage. You can see it. You can feel it. Yes. So if you're afraid that, you, I, you, oh, I better not say this tonight. I better not touch on this. I better not. You already talked yourself out of half your ass. So what's the solution to that? What do you do about I'm these assholes, you, so I always, which is what they are? Right. And I what always do you do be, about I always believe, and you're right, Charlie, and I always believe to every problem. If you're going to talk about problems, you would have a solution to the problem. The solution is the problem. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. You yeah. go there up. You, com- yeah. you go on stage. You commit to your act. You commit to what you're going to say that night. And you don't care. Amen. And you control the audience as long as you don't go over your boundaries and step on step on bad places like, you know, bad things. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, yeah. handicaps, kids. You know what not to talk about. There are no rules. There are no rules in the business. I don't like to talk about politics too much unless I'm very good at it. So I will yeah. stay. But if you're not, stay away. But if you can just stay go away. on. Absolutely. Right. If you're if you go on stage, just be who you are and don't give a shit. And the, com- the, c- the crowd will notice that and react to that. And they will. And if you do say something that you think they might not like, Martin, our new little thing on this show is no apologies. No never apologies. apologize. I never apologize. Just don't apologize. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's oh, because Don't you think? Because that's become a sick trend in this country where you have to apologize for every friggin' thing you say, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Charlie, you're kind of bright. I can't really hear you that clear. Right How now. about here, buddy? You hear this now? Yes. Okay. So I think part of the reason... 
part of the, the success of Pips Comedy Club back in the day, Martin, was that Pips was a place where you had these Brooklyn people who didn't give a shit. The comics didn't give a shit. We said what the fuck we wanted, and, and we got away with it. But if we made them laugh. They were the toughest audiences. And do you find the audiences at Randazzo's, do you find them pretty tough? Yeah, and beautiful. It's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a, it's a great crowd because you know what? It's you know it's uh you know it attracted the people that would go to Pips, right? Okay, from that, from that genre, right? Um, and, you know, and then you know, and again, I have to, I have, a, I always have a great lineup, you know, of comics that I really believe are strong enough for it, and uh, and we deliver, we definitely deliver. Well, I'm looking um, forward to actually coming when I'm in Brooklyn. We'll make a special, yeah. so I'll pop in one night and do a set. And then we're going to go, you and I are going to get in a car, we're going to go to downtown Brooklyn, we're going to go to one of these little yuppie bars, and I'm going to walk on stage, and I'm going to blow the fucking room up the way we blow it up. Now, are, you, are you going to apologize? I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> That's great. So well, apologies, I'm, Martin. It's funny. Wait, wait, me, I, yeah. Go ahead, Martin. Dude, I, just say, all right, I don't know if you remember this, okay, but um, one, when I first when I first met you, you, you know, first off, you gave me the the grand tour of the comedy store, okay, right. and and it was like a, it was like being a, like in a, on a sightseeing tour. It was amazing, <laughs> and then it happened to have been Fat Tuesday. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember Guy that. Tory and Guy Tory, the great Guy Tory, was hosting. I and, love Guy. And you convinced him to, to let you go up for a few minutes because you had an audition coming up. And he was just like, yeah, no problem. And he gave you five minutes. And you had a, a large black crowd. And it was the, the place was sold out. And you won them over like I've never seen anything before in my life. Okay, awesome. and that's funny you say that. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to piggyback that story and tell you something that maybe you didn't know about that night. Uh, somebody was in the audience that night in that crowd. And it happened to be Tupac Shakur. I remember that night very well, Martin. Tupac was in the audience, and, at the, and uh, it was two weeks before he got killed. And wow. uh, he came over to me. Tupac, now that's history yeah, right there. Tupac came over to me that night at Guy's show. I was actually uh, getting ready for the Letterman show. And uh, Tupac came over to me, and he goes, you are one motherfucking funny guy. man. you had me laughing <laughs> from the top of you. A minute, you are so funny. And I said, and he goes, I appreciate you. Much love. And I said, much love back. And, I, and then he ended up leaving. And two weeks later, he got shot in Vegas. But that was, uh, yeah, so, so Tupac was in that audience. It's, that was a great story. It's nice to hear. That's a good story. That was, it, was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And it's funny because Vince Vaughn said the same thing to me. Because remember he was living with, or Ahmed Ahmed was living with him? Yes. Okay, and he would come to the store every once in a while. And he said that to me, too. And he, one time he was like, yeah, man, you're very funny. And, you know, he tapped me on the shoulder, and I look up, and I realized he was like six foot five. Oh, he's a giant. He's he's a I guy. met him, too. He's a giant. Oh, God. It's crazy. That, that place was amazing, man. It, it I mean, really the comedy was. store back then, and you remember, uh, was better. It, it, was, it was the absolute best place to be when you had, you know, you felt safe there as a comic. You went there, and you it felt like home every time, right? And how about the open mic? The open mics were just insane. Yeah, the crazy. We had homeless people going on stage, and nobody gave a shit. That was the only place in the world you can be any anybody you want and get three minutes of stage. Now, time. could that ever happen again? Is with, that still happening or what? I mean, with a with paid, paid audience. audience. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this, Martin: <laughs> Is that still possible to do this or no? To get up and do that? I, I, I don't know because I haven't been, I haven't been to the store in about two years. Right. No. See that that's amazing to me because I would love to get up. I've never done it. People tell me to do it all the time, and I'd like to see how it is. I would, but I don't know what the climate of the comedy is anymore in these places. But it's great to know you're doing. I this. just never think about the climate of the comedy. I, I guess just know, you don't need. I don't, I don't think about the audience. I never have thought about the audience. You just get up say, and do your thing, right? I'm a comic. I'm going on tonight. I don't know about the audience. If they're going to be there or not, I'm not concerned. Can't worry about that. I'm not concerned. No. My concern is I'm going to do what I do. Do what and you do. And if they're there, they're there for a reason. They're there to laugh. 
my job to make them laugh. Uh, humor has not been any different for hundreds of years. Humor is humor. Laughing is laughing. It's a, it's a reaction. And I'm, not, I'm just going to do what I do. And uh, I don't care about the audience. I never did. That is, and I, it's not my advice. This is advice that was given to me from, co from comedians of the greatest in the world. Never care about the audience. They're there. And it's your home. It's your stage. And you're going to do what you've got to do to make them laugh. And they're going to get it. They're eventually going to jump and on the wagon. And some people won't. That's okay. And that's fine. I you mean, know? that's okay. We don't, we, you know, you can't please everybody. No. Right, Martin? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, 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 and another thing that I think people really lost touch with, Wheels. What's that? Okay. Is the fact, okay, in, in the comedy world, okay, you could just blow up and take over the world. And how many times have we seen that? Oh, my God. You could be the hottest thing tomorrow. You know, and I think a lot of people forget that. Well, look and at comics like John Cap. Remember John Caparulo? He was a doorman. He was a doorman. And as far as I'm concerned, he'll always be a doorman, John. I never liked him. <laughs> he'll be a door <laughs> He's a born doorman. Is he, that to me, it? Is that what you're to saying? me, he was a complainer. He was a whiny guy. I used to walk in on stage. I sometimes I would bump. I would bump other comics. I had that bit of a privilege. Yeah. And he would. Yes. Uh, Weiss, Weiss Wheels got a. You had that fucking voice. Weiss Wheels got to bump me tonight. I'll cry, baby little pussy. John Caparulo never liked him. But here's a perfect example about a guy who became hot real fast. But it yeah. fizzled. It fizzled. Now he's doing fucking, I don't know, he's making, he's, he's rehabbing houses on travel. He's not a doorman. He's, huh? he's making doors on the fucking <laughs> networks. You know, he's, I don't even, what does he do, this guy? He's probably our number one fan. You have no idea. Who knows? I mean, I hope, I hope he listens to the show, but I was never a big fan. I always thought he was a bit of a jerk off. I never liked him. And, uh, but here's a perfect example. He became hot overnight, right? Don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I don't know. You might be a fan of his, and that's okay. I'm just saying me personally never liked Caparulo. I always thought he was a pretty of a dick. Martin, who's your favorite comic of all time? We were talking about this earlier before you came Robert in. Robert Schimmel. Okay. Oh, Tell us Schimmel about him because I don't, I don't know the Robert name. Robert Schimmel. Fantastic. And, and I had the opportunity of working with him one time at the uh, Canyon Club. And, uh, you in know, Agora and Hills. He was just, in Agora Hills, yeah. And he was just mm -hmm. phenomenal. Great human being. Very funny. Um, and just real. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's probably one of my favorites. Is he far. still around or no? No, he passed away. Oh, he did? No, he passed away. Okay. He beat cancer, and he got killed in a car accident. Oh, yes. Jesus. Yeah, and he, and he oh, was... Oh, uh, wow, it's crapping out, huh? Yeah, he was, uh, he was a very funny... What about... Yeah. Remember Richard Jenny from back in those days? Of course. I remember course. Richard Jenny. You remember that, Jenny? Yeah, sure. I remember that name. Sure, I do. I'll tell you of something course. about Jenny. Jenny was a very, uh, very depressed man. Uh, I yeah. saw Jenny about a week and a half at the Ralph's in, in, on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City. About a week and a half before he passed... He what killed, happened? He took his life. Oh, Shot and shot himself. Very depressed bad. man. It's always horrible. Uh, Richard Jenny loved him. Uh, we worked together at Jimmy's Comedy Alley. Oh Jesus! I remember that incident. I remember yeah, that happening. That's right. Yeah, I was out in himself. L.A. at the yeah. time. Yeah, he was, and I saw him. He didn't look good when I saw him, but um, he, we worked together at Jimmy's Comedy Alley. Do you remember Jimmy's Comedy Alley in Queens? I know. I, I, I that's before me because I was in L.A. at the time. But remember, I found the pictures that I sent you with your your headlining there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So Jimmy's Comedy Alley. I was with Richard Jenny. So I'll give you a little insight about Richard, who I loved so much. I thought he was one of the most talented comedians in the world. But Richard lived and breathed stand-up comedy. Um, Richard was the kind of guy that you can say, hey, how you doing, Richard? Or, uh, Richard would come over to you and say, hey, Wheels, how's it going? Eh, pretty good, not too bad, a little tired today. Uh, my, my back hurts, you know, I got a little ache in my shoulder. Oh, yeah, really? Hey, hey, what do you think of this? And he'd give you a bit. Oh, so he'd try his he, material yeah, head on he you would, right on the street. He, he would bypass <laughs> your feelings of emotion immediately. Did he really? And, uh, but he was always working on, on his sets. He was, he was obsessed. But he had HBO specials and stuff. Oh, I yeah. Do remember Richard, Richard him. Platypus yeah. Man. It was big. Yeah, Platypus, Platypus Man. man. Yeah. yeah. So who yeah. else were you inspired by growing up? I'll see if I know them. 
Okay, uh, I definitely know you do. Okay, obviously, Brian Holtzman was one of my favorites. If you don't know Brian Holtzman, people, I'm going to tell you right now, and I think Martin, and if you don't know him either, Charlie, look him up. Martin will attest to this. Brian Holtzman is probably the most underrated comedian in the country today. Well, it's great that Martin's bringing up these names that I don't know because it's usually like we've been saying Carlin, you know, Dangerfield, Richard Pryor, but you're bringing up guys that are pretty obscure, which is awesome. Yeah. You know? Because, Charlie, it was the comedy store, man. It was like like heaven. It was like for heaven. I would go there every Thursday night, okay? Mm-hmm. I would sit there by myself, and I would study all the comics. And the comics that would go on the stage, it was all continuous comedy. Right. You had Argus Hamilton. You had uh, you had uh, Charles Fleischer. You had, um, you, obviously, wait, you had Sebastian. Oh, um, yeah, right. Uh, Joe Rogan, you know, I mean, everybody, Garrett Morris, Rick Overton. And this is a regular um, night. Wow, this could be on any given night. That's a hell of a thing. Any yeah. given night. Well, yeah. That's a cavalcade of stars right there. Yeah. And then, you know, so I was, you know, you know, I got to see all these people for six months before, you know, I even hit the stage at the comedy store. Wow. And then Eleanor, Eleanor was my waitress. Right. Now let me ask you a question. Didn't you have? I don't. I don't think it was Eleanor, but didn't you have a crush on a waitress there? Uh, I loved Andrea. I loved ah, Andrea. there you go. I remember <laughs> that. How the hell do you remember anything like this? Andrea, that's right. Oh, Andrea. Yeah. You know what she's doing now, right? She's in uh, Indiana. She's right? in Indiana. She, she opened up a bakery. So she was a comic yes. or what? No, she, she was uh, a waitress. Oh, she was a waitress. Yeah. Um, so back in the day in the comedy store now, you know, listen, hey, listen, you know, I'm married now, kids. But I'll tell you, back in the day at the comedy store, I mean, comics were banging waitresses. Waitresses were banging comedians. Waitresses in between sets would take you upstairs. Uh, and would it do things, you know. I'm not saying I was involved because in comics had groupies like anybody yeah, else. Yeah, you know, a, I remember one night. I remember light. one night at the comedy store. The in the it was on. Remember when the the main room was closed? You know, the main room would close, right, Martin? But we could walk in there whenever we wanted. You know, yes. as comedians and or as regulars, I would say you were a, a you were a fixture there. Yes. Um, so you kind of walked around and you kind of did whatever you wanted there. Nobody bothered you. Never. No. So, I mean, you know, when the main room was closed, you know, we had a little entranceway we can walk into. And I will say, one night I was in one room, Sam Kinison was in another room, and Paulie Shaw was in another room. And let's just say there were three things going on at the same time in that main room. <laughs> can, 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 can you get a little more detailed about this? Can you? So I don't want to talk about that too much, but, you know, because, they, you know, wake up the kids and call the neighbors. Yeah, People right. are listening yeah. to the show. But there were three. And, and I remember walking out of the one room. And as I'm walking out, the other ones are walking yeah, out that's pretty much simultaneously. And we all, got, we all kind of said hello to each so other. It was a, so it was a regular brothel in between sets. It was <laughs> insane. There was a wait. It was like the size of a hotel ballroom. Yes. <laughs> It was a, there was a waitress there. I'm not going to mention her name, but she would take comedians. And, and I, I was not involved in this one at all, um, but she was more into the comedians of color. And mm-hmm. she would take comedians upstairs in between sets, and uh, you know p- she would perform for them. Right, in other right. Words. Yeah, I get you. Uh, so that was a whole thing going on there. And I won't mention the waitress. And it's, no, it's, no, it's nobody that you, know, you mentioned or I mentioned. How's that? Uh, it was a very obscure waitress who never really was there long enough to, you know, but she would do that. But uh, the comedy store, I, it's safe to say, Charlie, that it was an amazing place back in the day. And I hear it's hot right now. I would of. love to have been in that scene and just seen that, you know. I mean, I was in there a few times. How did it go? Martin, what do you think? You remember a lot about that place or what? The comedy store? Yeah, yeah. I remember everything about it, and and and, and also when when me and Wills when we met back then, mm-hmm. okay, they, they didn't serve food at all either. No, no. But at one they, point they, they did serve food, and then they stopped. Yeah, and then they went back to food. But um, but you know, going back to you know with the great comedians, also, how about the female comedians that performed there? Oh, you had some that of the best in the world. Know about. 
everybody. And, you know, Marilyn Martinez. Oh, she Shana was fantastic. Shama's fan. I still keep in touch with Shama. Shama, her and I are still good friends. Uh, she, we work together in Vegas all the time. Who else? Uh, there was a bunch great. of them. I mean, there was Remember so many. Beaumont Bacon, Lemaire. Lemaire. Beaumont was funny. She kind of disappeared off the face of the earth, huh? Yeah. And, and, they, they, and these women were hysterical. Hysterical. So you saw a lot of people that you think were amazing that never actually got the big break. I imagine tons of those people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they should have gotten if, the break, right? And if they, you know, like, and, and again, comedy covers a lot, covers a lot of areas. So they might, you know, they may have gotten breaks on the road. Right. Um, you know, and writing, you know, it's hard to say. But never yeah, those giant. But never some the of them giant just never break. got those giant breaks. There are know? comedians out there right now making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, and you don't even know who they are. They're, yeah. work, they're working the road. They're, they're called road warriors. They're out there going from gig to gig to gig. They spend about 46 weeks a year on the road. So they're paying their dues. They're pay, well, if they're paying the dues, they're paying their bills. They're making 150000 a year. That pays the but bills. they won't go to L.A. See, the only way to make it in comedy uh, you know, is, is you have to eventually go to L.A. So comedians in New York or any part of the country, eventually you're going to have to go so to New L.A. So New York won't cut it. You have to uh, go to well, L.A. Well, yes, you right. could make it in New York still because, they're, yeah, New York, you can definitely. But then when you make it in New York, you got to go to L.A. You have to go to L.A. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's like the final frontier it, it, out It is there. the way to go. Yeah. So, and, and so you've got comedians out there that made the decision not to go to L.A., but they're making money on the road. And they're All right, so they might not necessarily have a sitcom or they're not on HBO or anything no, like that, but they're making a good living doing comedy. They're making a great living and on the road. And that's okay, yeah. you know? They're making great living on the road. That was Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle was one yeah, of those. Chappelle, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I got me, me and Dave Chappelle, yeah. I got a photo of Dave. I got to put it up. Him and I used to get smoked. I think I saw we used that. to smoke weed at the comedy store. Him and I would get so high at the comedy store. You know that little back area, Martin? Do you remember that little back area? Yep. Where all the comedians, <laughs> there's a sacred ground yep. at the comedy store. Sacred grounds, they call it, where comedians would go in the back and we would smoke out before it became legal and all that other shit. When it was still illegal, I think when it was, when it was illegal, it was fun to smoke. And uh, we would go back there and smoke, and Chappelle and I would smoke to the point where we would forget where we were. See, that's amazing, man. That's like that. It sounds like the comedy store was for you comics, what the Rainbow Room was for the heavy metal. Yeah, am I right? Hundred percent. And we'd end up over there at the end. What's up, Martin? What happened? Polly Shore made a movie, okay, called Polly Shore is Dead. Okay, All right. I, I think the movie may have grossed ten thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, you're being nice. Okay, you're being nice, <laughs> but, real nice. I think I know the movie. If you watch the movie, yeah. it is the Comedy Store. It is. Okay, he's everybody's in there. Mike Ricca, Holtzman. He's got a, a Fred Durst. Everybody. Everybody in there, and Craig Gass as uh, as the voice of Kinnison, and right. we went to the screening there. Do you remember we went to the screening there when it came to uh, the Sam oh, Kinnison yeah. part? Yeah. The projector shut off. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Paulie asking me to be in it, and I remember me telling him no. <laughs> you refused. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this, something about Paulie. I mean, sure. I know his mother owned the club, obviously. Correct. Right? Yeah. So did that? Did he take a lot of heat for that? I mean, what happened? Did they give him shit because of that? Did they say you don't deserve to be? I mean, what was the deal? It, it did nothing positive no. or negative. No, nothing, no, no, it just it created Paul, nothing, right? Paulie Shore, but uh, I saw him perform there. Yeah, I back in the day, he yeah. got carte blanche. He did what he wanted. I never found Paulie very funny back in the day. I will say he became funnier as he got older, and he became more of himself and didn't rely on other comedians to hold his hand. Well, he seemed subtle to me, but he was funny to me because he was a subtle comic. He was a, uh, uh, he was know, very funny as an right actor. Word. I thought like Encino Man and, and, and all these. He did a bunch of movies yeah. in the uh, late 80s, yeah, early I think 90s. one he did was called Bipolar. What was it called? Polar Man or something? Uh, uh, he did something about animals. He was on a yeah, farm Yeah, he did a lot of. He did, it was actually Oh, yeah, Funny. Uh, Do you remember that? that one? Funny, not Funny No, farm. Funny Farms, Chevy Chase. But, uh, Martin, what was that movie he did? He played. He was a guy on a farm, man. Wait, Encino Man's son-in-law. 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 That was there the you one. go. Thank you. The yep. Army Now. Right. The, yep, in the Army was, now. So he so did Paul, a lot of movies. He so. did some great movies, and he he did great in the movie industry. 
and I just never thought he was a funny comic. I didn't find him hysterical, but I thought he had. Some, he was just very subtle. He was dry. He was dry, me. and but when he was performing, he kind of used his his uh, leveraging of being at the comedy store, and I think he kind of, he, I don't know, he just kind of. He was a prick a little well, bit. Well, he used to imitate his mother on stage. I say, you know, Martin, you might want to know this. I was in the comedy store. I saw him imitate his mom, and it, that was funny. He was, he was imitating you know the voice Mi of his mother. Do you know that Mitzi Shore, and Martin, you know this. Do you know that Mitzi Shore's voice is probably one of the most used voices in comedy history? Does yes. it sound like the voices I do for it's my Mitzi mother Shore's, and my grandma? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> sounds like wheels? the shit I've been doing. See, there he is. Where's Wheels? Where's Wheels? Is that what she said? Funny. Is that what she said? Every comedian <laughs> in the world can impersonate Mitzi Shore. Really? She was the godmother of comedy. I love Mitzi. I used to be at her house almost. But Mitzi Shore, would, when she didn't like a comedian, and you would get she off the stage, what she, what she say? You're never coming back. You would fear going on stage in front of Mitzi. Okay, <laughs> and if you were getting, when you got off and you passed her and she didn't look at you, you weren't invited back. Did she try to get you guys to sleep with her too? Or no? Oh, Did that happen? everybody. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, I didn't do it. But Martin, how about you? Come on. What happened? Wait, say that again. Did you, I said, did you I sleep said, with Mitzi? Did she try to get you to I, sleep with her? I unfortunately did not sleep with Mitzi. If I would have, I would have been a little more better. I had a little better career. You would have had main room spots at least. <laughs> the casting couch didn't work in that, in that time, right? No. But Mitzi sure, when she didn't like you, you know, you know, you would walk over to her. Oh, you're not funny. Oh, jeez. You're not ready yet. Come back in 10 years. Oh, like, she'd bad. crush you. <laughs> that's bad. Come yeah, back in 10 was. years. Not even six months. Ten years. Oh, man. You Are you Jewish? <laughs> Are you Jewish? That might help, right? So, uh, so oh, anyway, yeah. give me a good story at the comedy store. Do you remember anything there? Do I remember anything? Do you remember anything oh, that, that stands out? Okay. One thing that stands out. Okay. Um, I... He opened up for Cat Williams when he was known as Cat in the Hat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On a Thursday night, and then uh, Friday night he opened up for Cedric the Entertainer at uh, Universal Amphitheater, and then Saturday night I was waiting tables at Jerry's Deli, and Cedric was my customer. And he was oh, I remember you worked over there. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. And he was bitching at me because his food was taking forever. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, Sebastian was a waiter at the Four Seasons Hotel. Four Seasons, yeah. Yeah, and uh, everybody kind of did their thing. Comics worked. Yeah, that's what we oh did. Oh, my God, yeah. But I really yeah, think... I was, yeah, go ahead, Martin. No, say there was another time. You were the other night with, when, with Dice and Eleanor, and they got that lady to dance on the pole outside. Oh yeah, we, one of the many nights we've had. What, okay, give me okay, give me this one. Come on, give me a little uh, background on this one. And then, do you remember also with Andrew back before digital cameras when people would be like, "Oh my God, you know, I want to take a picture with you." And you take a picture. It yeah. was always from the neck down. Well, you know what happened? He would always have me take a picture of the person with him and Andrew. So uh, my thing was when I took the picture was to always cut his head out. <laughs> so like when you have when you have a phone now, you know they can see the picture right away. Yeah, they but years ago it. they had yeah, the, they the camera. So then they didn't, you didn't get to see it. So they, when they got home and developed the film, his head was always cut out. Was total ball it buster was, right was, from the get go. Man. It was just the other person <laughs> smiling like this big smile, but nobody knew who they were smiling. It's like who you stand with. <laughs> that's that's that the ultimate. The oh man, that the but uh, that's cool, man. Wait, listen, Martin, I really appreciate you calling in tonight. We're gonna wrap up here in a minute because we're gonna get out of here. But uh, I'm gonna do a few more minutes. Uh, you're invited to come back whenever you want. By the way, I'm gonna well, give you. I'm gonna give you the green. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Charlie. Where in Jersey are you from? I am from Newark, my friend, and I later had time in Hoboken. I always say that I did time. You I did time in Hoboken. <laughs> I got family you from time Newark. In yeah, it was I did a bit. time. No, I didn't. I never did nice. time. But Hoboken and Newark. How about uh, you know the place? Obviously, everybody knows Hoboken, right? All right, nice. I, I, actually yeah. enjoy, I, I go through it all the time, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Where are you now? Are you in Brooklyn now or are you in Jersey? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Bay Ridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bay Ridge is yeah. another. But you, you do stay in Jersey once in a while, right? Yeah, I visit some friends there. Um, you know, 
it's a little more open when I just, you know, get tired of looking at concrete and buildings all day, you yeah, know? Yeah, you got to get out. I, I, I head out that way, and it's, it's, you know, it's a good break. It's well, we were just talking about Bay Ridge. We were just talking about Cyanide Fever a couple episodes ago. <laughs> and how oh, you oh, well, the other thing is, you had Willie DeMeo on, and uh, God bless Willie, because, he, you know, he did such a great job with Gravesend. Oh, he did. So, oh, yeah. Phenomenal. So tell me what you got going on, Martin. Give us give us some plugs out. Let people know how they can how they can follow you. And I know you got about seventeen hundred Instagrams. I got about seventeen hundred Instagrams. Is right. I'm working on you know figuring out what's going to happen with what's going on you know after COVID. Uh, I'm actually working on a pilot right now for uh, for a, a show. Um, Very then, good. Uh, nice. Yeah. So I, I got a few things working, and then I like doing theme comedy shows. I did the fantastically funny female shows. Right. I heard about that. For, for all female comics, you know, the calamari comedy. And then I was actually in the process of doing a show called Brooklyn Takes Manhattan. Um, and I was going to do it at Al Martin's club. And unfortunately we had to cancel it. And I was just all Brooklyn comics bringing them to Manhattan. Well, that's great. And, uh, and when is the next calamari comedy? Uh, soon as they, you know, soon as they open up here, I mean, we'll figure it out. It's hard to say right now. Yeah, I know. Nothing's no. open. I was just talking to my brother, Victor, and he was telling me it's still, still the same. You still got to get takeout and stuff. Three months. Yeah, crazy. Over doing. three yeah, months. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking it's crazy. the blast. I went, I went to Randazzo's last week and, on Saturday, and it was just slammed back with just takeout orders. What a bunch of fucking, what a bunch of asshole politicians. They got to open got. the doors. You know, Martin, they got to open the doors again for these businessmen, don't you think? Open the doors. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you a fan you of know? De Blasio? I can't stand him. No, 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 no not no. at all. All right, no. All right, brother. Listen, brother. Uh, this all is right, going to be part one of, of three. Yeah, it was great to talk to you. This is part Kelly, one. This is, this is one Martin, of part Martin, same three. here. Great meeting you, brother. And uh, we'll talk to you real soon, Martin. Don't forget to uh, follow Martin Chaddock on his Instagram. What's your Instagram? Calamari Comedy. Uh, and yeah, go to Calamari and Comedy or Nationwide Comedy. Those are the best two to catch me at. And where else can people find you? Um, you can look me up on Facebook, you know, Martin Shattuck, or you know, yeah, just Instagram. That's I, I like Instagram better than everything. I do too. Me too. I'm a big Instagram fan. All right, buddy, we'll keep it up out there, and then uh, we're going to be doing about three of the comedy episodes. So this is part one of three, and uh, maybe I'll bring you on again. We'll talk a little bit about more stuff, and then uh, keep in touch. And I thank you for all those articles you sent me. Martin's a big, oh, he, he's man. a big into nostalgia and, and newspaper articles. He gave me, he found articles of me from years ago. I mean, it's crazy. Isn't that nice to have you do a little scrapbook? And yeah. come down and visit. Get some sun. Come yeah. on down. Whatever I know you got sun up there now, but come on down. Yeah. You know? <laughs> all right, brother. Absolutely. All right, thanks, Martin. You too, brother. Thank you, you, buddy. Thanks right. for coming on tonight. Bye-bye. That was Martin Shattuck. He was a nice guy. He a good is guy. cool. I like him. Yeah, he's really good. I like him. You know, you either do or you don't like somebody, but he seems uh, absolutely genuine. Yeah, he is very genuine. You know what I and mean? And he's always been consistently the same. Yeah, you know, very uh, very informative guy. Yeah. And very personable. And, you know, you get that right away. So let's have him down. Let's yeah, have him on the yeah. show again, actually. Yeah, he did you know? 30 minutes on the show. He did good. But, he you know, good. the 30 minutes goes fast when you got stuff to say. It does. You know? And I thought we had a – this comedy – the comedy edition I wanted to do tonight is pretty much exactly the way it went down. You know what's amazing about the comedy edition? It's what I pictured tonight, too. It's a, it was light. You know, we didn't hammer you guys with uh, world issues, right? We did. No, this we did comedy. It's yeah. a history of comedy. And, by the way, let's talk about this for a minute. I know we're hitting the 90-minute uh, mark. No, so we're good. We're some, <laughs> you know what's amazing about this? It seems like 10 minutes to me. What does it seem like to you? It's the same thing. I swear to God. I, swear, I feel like it's still... It's such a pleasure. It yeah. really is. But I want to go back just a little tiny bit to the Laurel and Hardy at Abba Costello days real quick. Oh, 100%. And how that affected us in the 70s, watching those guys on TV. Well, I remember with Abbott and Costello, especially in, uh, Laurel and Hardy too, but Abbott and Costello, every Sunday morning at they 8 o'clock, the I would wake up to garlic and frying meatballs in my room. Yeah. That's kind of how... Um, yeah. Don't eat all the meatballs. Did I ever tell a story about that? 
Tell it again. How I don't we, remember. How we <laughs> named, how, we've told so many. How we, I ended up calling the show Don't Eat All the Meatballs is because it, it comes back to the Abbott and Costello days when I would wake up at 8 in the morning. My mother, you, you know, would be frying garlic like everybody else on the block, fresh bosley go, oh, uh, canned tomatoes. You'd hear the that. sizzle when the canned tomatoes hit the, the oil. And they were busy at the kitchen, yeah. those women. And she would roll the meatballs, and she would always put the meatballs in the sauce. She'd, let, she'd, only, cook the, she'd only fry the meatballs three-quarters of the way because she'd always tell me, I'm going to finish them in the sauce. And that cooks them through. And cooks them through. Yeah. So she'd always make like four or five other ones, and I always, I always thought meatballs tasted better out of the sauce. They did because I it always was simmering in yes. the sauce. The so gravy. I would I would have one. actually the gravy and Make the gravy sure and we called it gravy. We did call it gravy, by the way. <laughs> did you? Uh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. So she would so she would always tell me uh, have a meatball. So I'd have a meatball and then I would take another one. So she never said anything about the other one. As soon as I took the third meatball, she goes, Michael, don't eat all the meatballs. <laughs> That's that. So you got the <laughs> you got the origin, guys. That's where it all started. That's right. Now was it a calm situation though in the kitchen? It was always like, yeah, well. My mother was like, a calm really lady. Calm about that? It kind of she kind of was unless you pissed her off big time. Now how how would that happen though? Oh, like you just, well, I mean, if, what, it was, if it was just... Uh, it was always something. Always but. something going on. I've, I've seen her throw spoons, uh, slippers. Well, they threw stuff. They threw uh, stuff she would get mad at me and not hit me over the head with a wooden spoon. Well, let me ask you this. I yeah. got something to ask you. Well, while they were cooking, and we got to mention that in every episode, Nat has become a character, correct? 100%. She, and, she, and, and I'm sure she's looking down. They always say that they're looking oh, of down. Of course. But her, of course she's looking down. Of course. Say, you little fucker. Yeah. But anyway, she's cooking at the stove, and there was always a problem. There was always a problem. So the pot would come falling off the shelves. And I don't know if this ever happened in your family, but the pot would come falling off the counter, land on the stove, maybe bang rats, creates this unbelievable noise. And yeah. she would yell at the pot and she would say something like, fuck yourself. As the pot, <laughs> as the pot. Was in midair? Is like, in midair and it's banging into shit. And they she's the cursing best. at the pot. It was great. Yeah. And that's sitting right there. A little kid. That's comedy. That's comedy. That's why we grew up this way. That's right. And we're tough. We're tough. We don't take any shit. We're funny. I mean, you're, you're not a stand-up, Charlie, but you're a funny guy. You know how to be funny. Funny how? How am I funny? funny? How the fuck am I funny? What do you mean, wheels? I'm funny. Funny how? What am I, a clown? I was in Seacolk. No, but that's a big, that's a compliment because I've always uh, enjoyed humor and I've always enjoyed making people laugh. Well, you know how to, know what makes people laugh. That's the thing. Is that it? Comedy is not just about performing. Comedy is also about knowing when people, how to make people laugh, what to say in the right times. Now, you're not the kind of guy that laughs if you don't think it's funny. I don't think so. No, I don't. I'll tell you the truth. It's it's very difficult, and this is something that really bothers me. Well, let me tell the Abbott and Costello thing. Yeah, Yeah, let's get back to that for a second. And I'm going to tell you what really bothers me about, about people who, who know I'm a comedian. Keep that in your head. Okay. So the Abbott and Costello thing, um, I would watch it every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. No, 11.30 uh, in the morning. I remember Sundays also at 8 o'clock. Was it really 8? I remember PIX. I was on WPIX, 11 Alive. Yeah, at 11 Alive, and they had... But, 11, but maybe they replayed it, but I remember 11.30. And they would watch... I would watch... Oh, no. You know what it was 8 o'clock? What? Wonderama. That's right. And then With the Bob Bowery Boys. And then the Bowery Boys. What were they also called, the Bowery Boys? Eastside Kids. And what else were they called? Um, no, the that's a good one. That's a trivia. My God. Oh, my God. Oh, hold on. East Side Kids, Bowery Boy. Boys, Dead End Kids? The Dead End yeah! Kids. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Salute. Give me a five. Oh, the man. The Dead End Kids. See, we grew up like brothers. That's and right. That, and then what came up? But then they had the then Abbott you had, Costello. Then you had Abbott and Costello, and then it would always be like once a week they would do the Abbott and Costello meets the mummy. Or oh, well, that's good special. because they met all. But you know what the thing is? Because they work for the Universal Studio, and the monsters were all Universal Monsters. Right. So they decided to pair Abbott and Costello up against all these monsters. Right. But the best one was Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Frankenstein was it's a, And Chucky hasn't seen that yet. So if you guys. Okay, so is Chucky into Abbott and Costello? Chucky doesn't even know who they are because oh, I wanted to wait for the right them. oh no absolutely but you know what I've been introducing him to Bugs which is a comic oh, in and of itself it it's a cartoon character and he's a comic but the Abbott and Costello guys you have no idea we, we didn't go to the movies in the morning it was always a night thing but the morning was reserved Sunday morning 
For Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello, without a doubt. That was it. Oh, God. You loved it. And then they would also, the, the Laurel and Hardy, which was like, they were hilarious. They were Not, good. They were, they were good, but I wouldn't. I never wait. thought they were as funny but you as know Abbott who I, and Costello. You know who I didn't think was funny? Who? I wasn't a big fan of back then. Three Stooges. You know, I, I got them later as an adult. I got them Never as can. an adult. I'm not a shtick, slapstick kind of guy. I, the only thing I thought was really funny about that was Curly, obviously, just getting the, well, the yeah, shit the slapped whole, out of yeah, him. I mean, boop, 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 no, I'm not, a, I'm not a slapstick guy, no. but later on in life, if you look at those things now when he gets poked, it's, oh, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. the noises he yeah, makes. Yes. Ah, 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 and yeah. he makes those noises. Right, and it's funny now. But that makes me laugh, but it didn't then. For some reason, I just it didn't, didn't get into it. I would watch him. I would watch him. Same thing with, like, I would watch The Adams Family. I wasn't a fan, but I was well, a fan of the Monsters. Same here. Yeah. I thought the Adams family sucked. I yes. thought the Monsters were hilarious. Yep. They I were hilarious. The, and also, I loved, I used to like watching the Partridge family, but the Brady Bunch was killer. The Brady Bunch was better than the Partridge family. I there was a reason why. That little smart-ass Danny. I just, Danny I, I Bonaducci, just never got him. I never got him either. Actually, I never he, got him. You know, Danny Bonaducci opened for me. He's a comic, isn't he? He tried to be. But he wasn't? No, he was more of a radio guy. He was just guy. He's just an attention whore. But he opened. He tried to open for me in Vegas, and he did, did a shitty job. But that's Was right. he a decent guy, though? Or no, what stage? Uh, yeah, he was, was nice. Okay. And you know who else opened for me was cool. um, from uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, Screech? Screech opened for me also. <laughs> what about that thing he had? A three He stuck a something? finger up some girl's <laughs> ass, and he, 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 did a, he made a, a sniff. A dirty Sanchez? Dirty Sanchez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and those names are funny. We gotta have a, uh, an episode Sanchez. based on those names. Is that considered racist by saying "dirty Sanchez"? Of course it is. It's yeah. ma- maybe you're not supposed to a, say it. That's how about a, how about a dirty, a dirty Brad? Does that work? Uh, no. dirty, yeah, you gotta dirty say Brad does not work. Dirty Sanchez works. Yeah, people. Yeah, like, Fuck a, you. like a dirty Brad or a dirty yeah. Ken. Yeah, something. dirty Ken. Yeah, yeah. No. Again, again, it's dirty like, Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, it's all different now. Yeah. But Abner Costello, they were good. They were the best. They were good. They were the best. And they always had, they always had somebody running after them. The cops. Always. Oh, they. And by the way, they were oppressed by the cops. The cops used to run after them. Oh time. yeah, remember the Saskatchewan hot co- hat of course. company? One yeah. of the best. And then well, give uh, a brief thing on that. By step, <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> you know what I got? Can you convince these people to listen to Evan Costello? Well, you Especially you millennials. Well, you know what's going to happen? Listen to these things after we after they're done listening to our show tonight. Yeah. They, they're actually going to you're gonna YouTube Abbott Costello episodes. So I think go, you should. <laughs> no, I think but because it was a series too. They did a uh, they did a half hour show yeah. later in life. Yeah. It kind of sucked, but it was yeah. having a Costello. It was, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. And uh, yeah, who but else? The movies we, were great. So who else was out there that we liked? Oh, you, uh, well, uh, who uh, else? The uh, what about the um, Rowan and Martin laughing? You know, I remember that as a very young kid. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, mean, I remember, and I'll tell you very why I remember. Well, the relatives. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And do you remember Goldie Hawn was? Oh, in that? she was hot. She was. Uh, she cute was. That's where she was found. Yeah, cute little hippie Goldie yeah. Hawn. She was a hippie at the time. Yeah. But the relatives used to say, "Come on, we got to turn on laughing." And don't forget, yep. there's that voice again. Yep. But at the time. It had to be aired at that moment. You couldn't record couldn't it. Couldn't record it. Do anything. You, you had to be home, and we yeah. were home. And if you missed it, what happened? You wait six months. You had to wait again. They yeah. replay it. They replay it. What about the? Uh, what about Love American Style? Oh my God! Oh, wow, you're going. <laughs> oh Jesus, you're going back so much. That's incredible. What about the Dick Van Dyke Show? Dick Van Dyke. I never. I don't think I've ever seen an episode to this day. I used to love I the Dick Van Dyke, Dyke Show. And, and anybody who's a fan of the Dick, Dick, Dick Van Dyke Show, you know what you, you we used to do. Everybody used to do it. We'd always wait for the episode. We would try to guess: Is he going to trip over the hassock? Or is he going to walk the around hassock. it? Yeah, he, oh, man, they called it the hassock. <laughs> Again, I ottoman. used to say, put, yeah. don't put your feet on the hassock. Yeah, don't put your feet on the hassock. It was never ottoman. It was hassock. And if we can't put your feet on it, what's it for? <laughs> <laughs> and, don't, and, don't, 
And I was it there for sure. I thought it was for putting your feet on. I got to tell you a funny story. And I know I'm getting off on a, a tangent here, but Naz, she's a classic, guys. I'm going to talk about a lot more about her. Naz becoming very popular. Naz becoming popular because there was nobody like this woman. This and, and it's amazing. And, and actually, her daughter, my mother, called on the show. So right. that's But she used to, she had this living room, but she would gate it off with these iron gates. So you couldn't go into the living room. You had to sit in the nook. Right. And that was the beginning the of the house. It yeah. was the nook. Yeah. So you sit in this little dark, cold nook. Yeah. You couldn't go into the living room. No, the, the living room was like a mausoleum. It was a mausoleum. Like, it was like a fucking. It was like, a shrine. Everybody had yeah. it. So you had the museum gates. of of, uh, yeah. of, of, of yeah. hobo. It was ridiculous. I remember my uncle coming over one time, her brother, and he goes, Fran, what's next? Are you going to put barbed wire on top? <laughs> you could you could have go in. Yeah. Had an you alarm could. just for that room. That's true. And then Paulie, her husband, who she oppressed, I'll talk about him later. Yeah. She, she, she beat this guy down. That's hilarious. This poor bastard wanted to go in, and she's like, Get your ass out of the living room. And he's like, if I want to go in that room, oh God. And he loses cool. You know, he just loses cool. <laughs> I paid for that furniture. I paid for that. <laughs> the fuck. The fuck. And then he get all nervous. Did you have any 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 uh, furniture was wrapped in plastic? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But she, you, on yeah. a sweaty day, you sit on it and your whole back would stick to the back of the couch. Plastic, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she put landmines in the fucking room. You walk through the room, you risk your life. Did you, you have? Could. Did you ever have the runner? Yes. Did you ever turn it over so anybody who walked on it would get their feet all <laughs> fucked up? You fucked yeah, up I people's do. feet. Yeah, I do. We didn't give a shit. Yeah, the relics, but the plastic. You guys don't remember that generation. There was plastic on the furniture, and you'd stick to it in the summer. Remember sticking to it? Oh, my God. Like, imagine Your a day like today. would stick to the... Oh, today like this? Describe the day to them. You would not only stick what to it, it, you might slide. You would never get off it. No, it would be like you would be attached like a suction cup on a refrigerator. <laughs> you just attached to the plastic. You had, probably would have to spend the night on the couch because you couldn't fucking you get up. You spend the night on the couch. Because God forbid they put the air conditioner <laughs> Oh, there was no air, air conditioner. What the fuck <laughs> was that? Conditioner. Air conditioner. I had a metal fan. He's got ba 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 and yeah. it made that sound. ba 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 Yeah, right? And the fan was on and the mosquitoes would start buzzing. I got a fan on right now in oh, the garage. Geez, I, don't so feel, I don't even know what's on. You feel it? I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I paid $90 for this fucking the, the fan. The only thing I feel is the constant 95 degree heat where we live. I am sweating. My shirt I right now went from salmon color to red. I went through four shirts today. <laughs> You're you sweating and you're a fitness guy. I'm friggin' sweating bullets. I'm sitting here still. And you gotta remember something. <laughs> we're drinking bourbon. We already <laughs> finished polished up a half a fucking bottle. That's okay, because we have fun. But imagine the people in Colorado, they have a snowstorm right now. But I gotta tell you something. I mi- I miss a little cool weather. Because oh, we're yeah. sweating. I went yeah, through yeah. five shirts. You miss today. it when it's cold. You do, but I don't want to go back to the cold. No, you miss it when it's very hot, you miss the cold weather. Yeah. I would never want to go back to shovel and snow. No, I won't I won't do that anymore. I, I want to tell you what though. Wow, we did a good episode today. It's a good episode. You know what bothers me? I'll tell you what bothers me about comedy. Getting back to a little bit of comedy. Yeah, which, which we have nonstop. This show has been a, 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 a joy to do today. You see, Finally. we did a light, nice, fun comedy oh, I show. Loved it. We didn't I get mad it. at anything. Not really. No, not tonight. Not really. No, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. John Caparulo, I kind of got on him a little bit. I didn't have to really go that hot, far with him, but no, I kind of. That's, that's worth mentioning. I just don't fucking like him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Was he, he's a no good piece of he's shit. He's a no good piece of shit. He's no fucking good. No, and like, he's you know, no fucking good. No fucking good. That's what my wheels. One more thing. My grandmother used to say, my grandfather, Paulie, I told you. One last thing. He used to go, Fuck him too. I remember yeah. that one. Fuck and him fuck too. Him and too. then you say, well, even Johnny doesn't like you. Fuck them all. <laughs> My mother fuck would go, all. he should see no good. She would say, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? You guys no, remember that? Wait, say it again. He should see no good. <laughs> No, no, I've heard, I've heard, he should fucking die. He should. But I haven't heard oh that. My, he that should see it. no good, she would tell him. Oh, that's good. Oh, my God. But what bothers me, I'm going to get that. I'm on Facebook, and I got a bunch of, I got people on Facebook. Uh, we, have, we have fans on Facebook. And because I'm a comedian, people feel it necessary to send me funny things. Are they doing that now? Well, they've been for a long time. Well, essentially, everybody thinks they're funny. And they right? send me videos. Yeah. And they send me all these things. And I got to be honest, people, I don't find any of these fucking videos funny. If yeah, I everybody find thinks it, they're funny. I like it. 
But because I'm a comedian, it doesn't mean that I find every fucking thing funny. Yeah. It's very hard to make a comic there laugh. There are serious moments in, I mean, in really, our lives. I mean, every <laughs> 10 minutes I'm getting Messenger. Yeah. I'm taking it off. Listen, people, if you, if you met, I'm not looking at Messenger. I don't give a fuck about yeah. Messenger. I don't look at anything you send me. I'm not doing it. Just stop sending me stuff on Messenger. I love you. You, you personal message me anytime about something interesting, but don't send me something that I got to share with everybody on my fucking. I'm getting tired. Well, of you it. know who put that best? I'm going to back that up. Seinfeld. Uh, I don't know where I saw him say this, but Jerry Seinfeld said, "You know, I'm getting tired. I'm walking through the streets, and people feel the need to come up with me, up to me and try to make me laugh with these bad jokes, and I'm compelled to maybe, uh, you know, force a little." Hold on, I got I got to answer this real quick. This is Dice. Go ahead, keep talking. You're kidding. Hello. Oh, my God. So he's got Dice calling hey, in, I'm folks. All, I'm actually uh, recording the he's podcast. He's got Dice. Gonna, want me to call you back? That's, that's funny. Want me to hook you in? All right, hold on. Hook hold him on in. A second. Let me oh, get my God. Now, this is a all special right. treat. This is going to be a classic episode. All right, I got Dice on the air real quick. Is that quick. Dice? Yeah, Dice just called. Let me, let, me, let me hook him in real quick. Hey, Andrew, it's Wheels and Charlie DeFazio. We're doing the show. It'll be airing tomorrow night. DeFazio? Dice, what's up, brother? Yeah, DeFazio's on with me. Charlie. Dice. Wheels, you're not even going to believe this. What? I could call now. What happened? Yeah. No, remember remember in the video with the Bronco that I put up a few days ago? Yeah, but then you took it down. I love that video. No, no, that's still up. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, where we got stuck in the hail. Yeah, the most most horrifying day of my life. In the hail. I guess yeah. that sometimes I, I do like to put up videos and just leave it up for a few hours and then take them down. Yeah, I know you do that. Why do you do that? Like you're teasing people with it. They're great. Yeah, no, because I like doing that to people. I like to torture them. <laughs> but now you have your show, the hit you show, know? Nah, which I, <laughs> which I love, yeah, Nah. exactly. I love it. Yeah, that's the name of the show. Yeah, just I Nah. It. Yeah, Nah. Meeting what, nah. N.A.? Like, yeah, like, like N.A.? Yeah, like, nah. Like, I, I could see people going, hey, did you see that last episode of Nah? <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man, I love and it, guys. If, if you didn't see it, you go, nah. Nah. <laughs> you go, no, you got to see Nah. I love nah, it. Nah, I don't watch it. So you're trying you to know, fuck people up, in other words, or what? The people yeah. <laughs> that the best. don't. But don't like the show. I think, I mean? I think it's the greatest show on television. Yeah, well, well, that's what it is. And so, but that's how I picture it. Like, a big fan will go, oh, man, I can't stop laughing. I was watching the show, Nah. Yeah. Do you watch that? Nah. nah. Oh, man, I you can't wait. Nah, nah. I, I think it's by nah. far the most. You bring more yeah. entertainment to I Instagram watch, than anybody else I know. I watch, well, that's what I do. You bring that's more. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. What's yeah, up? Yeah, but, you know, there are people that like to watch Shit's Creek. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. You ever watch Shit's Creek? I'm not a fan of Shit's Creek. Hey, no. hey, Dice, you don't like the show Shit's Creek? Is that what you're saying? You don't like the show? <laughs> no, I no, I love Shit's Creek. Yeah, he loves the show. I love it, it too. I watched it, every episode, buddy. It's, it's, my, it's my favorite show on Netflix. I love it. And... His son is just the greatest ever. Yeah, he is. He you is. know. He ma- everything you that know. guy does makes you laugh, correct? Everything he does. Hey, hey, 
and, and I and I love that he digs his dick into that little animal that runs the fucking hotel. You know? Yeah. I could see it. I saw it in the first episode when, when we spoke, you know, when, when I first, you know, watched the show and they had a little conversation and I'm like, he's gonna fucking bang her so hard. Her balls are yeah. gonna get stuck in yeah. the crack of her head. Right on her. Hey. So, so it was a mercy hey. fuck. Hey. <laughs> the little pig at the front hey. desk you're talking about. Hey. Oh, oh man, you're killing me. Hey. Oh my god. Hey. I, I, I get stuck sometimes, but No, no, I love it. Yeah, but, but and you know, he also writes the show. Oh, does he? You know. Who the guy that yeah, plays the gay the guy that plays the gay guy writes that show? The son. He writes the show? The Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God, you told me you're a fan. You don't even know. What no, I'm a big there. fan, but I thought the old man with the eyebrows wrote it. The big guy with the eyebrows, he, you know. And and his real life daughter, Eugene's real life daughter, right, is the one that works as a waitress in the diner. Oh, she's a cutie. You understand? Yes, that's hilarious. I never yeah. watched the show. Oh, you got to watch the show. And the wife, who who was in Home Alone, played the mother in Home Alone. That's right. I'm sure she she did some other things, but <laughs> but that know, was the big one. <laughs> I can't believe you called you called me. I I'm like you know I, do I pick up? I had to pick up, but I was recording. I'm like I hope we don't get mad. And then it's like crazy no, because I do the calling. I know I do you the do. Call. You Dice do the does call. the calling. No, but listen, what I, what I was going to tell you. Sure. And then we could talk about Nah, but in the episode of Nah, where me and you get hit and pelted upon yes. by the biggest hail ever. No visibility. In history. No visibility. You're still, no, and you're looking the, at me during your hail, driving. Yeah. But, yeah. but do you do you understand how big the, the balls of hail were? They were golf like <laughs> golf size. Where yeah. where was it, Colorado? Yeah. We where were going it? to Vegas. But Vegas? you know what gets me about that that episode? I watched it the other day and I analyzed the episode the other day. <laughs> What, there's, a, there's one moment. <laughs> what happened in the you know, show? What he knows what I am. There's one moment in the show where it was coming down so much to the point where we couldn't see, and you just looked at me to, you, to the right, and you're looking at me, and you're talking to me like nothing is going on in front of you. Yeah, because I needed, I needed the shot. Yeah, but there was nothing. I needed that particular. We couldn't see. No, but if. No, but if I don't capture it, I don't have it. Uh, I got you. Here we are years later, (laughs) and Nah is one of the biggest shows ever, probably in the history of TV in its own way. Yes, I agree. It's it's, it's the greatest sitcom ever, and you're one of the stars of it, obviously. Everybody should watch Nah. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. But, yeah, they got to find it, you know, and watch it. Right. Hey, hey yeah. Dice, good yeah. job and start. Hey, listen. Jolly, jolly, oh, oh. Listen, yes. I'm going to talk to you in one second. Let me just. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I want to talk more to you, but. Yes. I just need wheels to know that. Remember the headset that I wore in that episode? Yes, I do. It was like it looked like it was like a All headset right. from 1975, the biggest piece of gear on your head. It's an astronaut. Yes. It gives you an astronaut. Feeling. Yes, it was, okay. it was gear, not even a headset. There was a time I was I was training at NASA when I was young, right? And then just decided against it because I'm thinking, 
you know, what if I look back once the space rocket takes off and I get, like, nervous that, like, I'm not, you know, like around Earth right now. So, yeah. So anyway, what I'm saying is, <laughs> like, the, like the headset in the episode with you, right? I found, you're not even going to believe this, I actually had to stop. I'm actually on my bicycle. Oh, wow. Believe it or not, I'm on my military-grade BMX server with the with the monster tires. Yeah, Nobody it, it, it can go through quicksand, this bike, you guys. It's not a normal bike. You know, you, no, this is not a normal bike. But anyway, I found a headset like that, but only, believe it or not, they come now without having to attach it to the phone that I could be on my bike and somehow uh, my son got it that it there's no wire. It oh, just it's, comes yeah, it's right. called Bluetooth. I've heard of the Bluetooth thing, but yeah. I didn't know exactly what it is. Yeah, it's been around since like 98. No, but I'm still not sure what it is. All I know is that it came with this charger, it's the same thing. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? No, it's, I got you completely. I, was, I knew exactly what you were talking about the minute you talked about it. It's Bluetooth. Because, everything minute. has it now. Everything. Wait a minute. Everything. Everything has Bluetooth. That is pretty... Wait a minute. I, if we get shut off, I'm calling you right back because I just want to get a picture for you and Charlie. Are you going to send it? Yeah, one second. All right. With the military... Oh, shit. This is the comedy episode, by the way. This is the co- We're doing I, the comedy I episode. I love the tonight. pictures of Dice on that bike. I see him on Instagram. Yeah, Charlie follows you. Yeah, I follow wait you, Dice. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Trying to... We got time. I don't know if the bike's in it. I talked about you at the beginning of the show because I, I want to tell you how much of an influence you had on me and how I appreciate everything you did for me. No, thank you. I mean, I just, I told, I mean, without you, I wouldn't be who I am at all today. I mean, pretty much I'd be standing out in front of a fucking parking meter on Emmons Avenue <laughs> waiting for the fucking D, D train to show up. Wait, I'm sending you a picture. I took it quick, but you can see part of the bike. Gonna be I'm, on I'm, well, well, I'm on the uh, phone, so it's going to be hard to see while I'm talking to you, but I can look at it later and yeah, I can post you, it. Oh, no. Let me see. Yeah, sure. Hold can on. Let me look real quick. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Let's see well, it. let me show Charlie real quick. Look at there yeah, it. Let me see it. Hey, that's good, Dice. You're looking good. You're getting a lot of exercise, it looks like, bro. You are. You're looking fantastic, yeah. by the way. Salute. That's what I'm doing is exercise. Charlie's a fitness trainer. He's one of the top in Florida. Fitness trainer, Charlie. Well, yes, so? I'm saying. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just, he's a, he remembers you from but Gold's I mean, Gym. Hey, Dice, we used to work yeah, out maybe, together in Gold's a long time ago. Let me take a look at the shirt I'm wearing. Let me see. Let me see it. Let me see What's it. it. What's it called? What's it say? Let me see it. Bring it over here. Hold on. He's gonna. Hold he's on, he's, he's, he's taking my phone. Hold real on. Quick. I'm looking at the shirt right now. I gotta zoom it up. Oh, look at that. Body bump. Is that what is? Tell us the story body about bump. That. Santa Monica body building. Yeah. Body building. Body Santa Monica body building. Now, let me explain something to you about this shirt. Okay, right, I'm here. Charlie, Mr. Workout. <laughs> I'm okay. listening, buddy. I'm listening. Okay. The Gene Simmons of the 2000s, <laughs> whatever you call yourself. Uh, no, wait. 
Not Gene Simmons. Richard Simmons. But you're a friend of I'm the I'm the Richard Simmons of the uh, New Millennium. That's who I am. That's actually a good tag. Okay. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the shirt, this is why this is a historical day, right? I'm wearing the headset that I found that you don't have to plug into anything. Bluetooth. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan set it up and he said, just talk. He goes, just he goes, just talk. You're me. You're the other person. Okay? That's yeah. How. So. And that's how it happened. So that was one thing. Can you hear me good? Yeah. Perfectly. We hear you perfectly. perfectly. You're like okay. really crystal clear. Okay. Uh, because this is what I can't believe. That without a wire, somehow it's transmitting. Yeah, it's, it's a wireless transmission. It's like um, the cordless so, phone. They used to have, remember the cordless phone? Same thing. We didn't have a wire. I thought, I thought a Bluetooth was something in your head when, like, a tooth is, like, rotting. They sort of turn blue. Uh, that's well, awful. It's like a black tooth. Yeah. Right? This is a Bluetooth. No, it's been around for easily since at least 1998. But, you know, it didn't become well, popular until I, 2002. I, no, I, I, I asked the guy... I went to Fry's yesterday. You can't even get in there, but I got in. I love Fry's. Okay. What's up? What's up? Apply, like a, a so I told the guy I need that I was looking for this kind of thing, but he goes, we only have it. And he said what you said with the Bluetooth thing. Right. Okay. All right. So we're done talking about that. <laughs> it's working. That's all I care about. But the shirt itself. Yeah. From from Santa Monica Bodybuilding, that this shirt is, how long ago is 1989? How many years? 31 um, years. Is that George? Yeah, but how many years? 31. 31 years ago, I got this shirt, and I never wore it. Oh, that's a 31-year-old shirt? Yeah, I've never... <laughs> oh, my I, God. I have a white one, a black one, uh, and this blue one, and I would never wear it because I knew how special George's gym was. And he even asked me, because I'd always come there wearing like a gold t-shirt. Yeah. And he goes, filthy mouth, because he was from <laughs> Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And Charlie, just so you know, yeah. he trained Stallone for all the Rocky movies. And the Rambo movie. That is my idol, uh, Dice. That's my idol. Uh, that's why I got into the bodybuilding thing, because it's Stallone. Well, 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 Sly is the one that set me up with this guy, George Pippisick, who owned Santa Monica Bodybuilding. And he trained Sly, and he trained Boff Lundgren, and... You know, all the, you know, all the guys that, like, say it was a private gym. I, I saw that on your Instagram last, account. That's amazing, actually. But the, last, the last thing I was going to do is wear the shirts mm -hmm. because I knew they were priceless. I can't, you know, I can't even fan? believe what you're saying. 31-year-old, 30, but you never wore them, and they look <laughs> good on you, buddy. They look so good. I, since I was wearing this new kind of headphone... From the old kind of headphone I had, but right. yet now they've reinvented it to go in the sky and then to your phone. You, made, they you made the transition. Do a signal. I put on the shirt. Right. 
I can't even believe it. That's fantastic. And the shirt looks like it just came out of the package. It looks like it just came off it, the press. It, it did. It did. <laughs> it, was, it was actually in plastic. It did. That, you must be the only one left. Other than George may have one. Yeah, well, George you got, the other. got married, and he moved back to Czechoslovakia about 10 years ago. But what he did for me, Charlie, he, he taught me how to train, like, my own particular body mm-hmm. for however I need it for whatever I'm doing. Yeah, so he, he gave you the right advice for your body. That's what he did, Dice? He was, he was the best I ever met. You know, yeah. he was... There's fucking cars with these cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they cut, they're cutting you oh, off. Be careful. I, I be careful. fucking hate that they're allowed out of the house now. <laughs> I know. Be, I know. And it was better when they weren't, but be careful. They're, they're fucking antsy. They're, 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 they're nastier than they've ever been, Charlie. <laughs> I know. I know. You know what I mean? And if you come down to you Florida know, to visit us, they're horrible. You have no idea. Everybody was complaining. You know, with the, this new Chinese disease. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the and, Wuhan flu. And, and nobody is happier than me with the empty streets. Oh, it was and beautiful. Not having to talk to people. I'm with you. Not being bothered or ask questions. Fuck them all. Dice, I'm with you. The best line Fuck you ever. Hey, hey, let me say this. The best line you ever said. People are enjoying themselves. People are feeling good about it themselves. People can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I love that line, because and I use it all the time. He's a big fan of yours, Andrew. I'm a big very fan. big fan of hey, yours. Hey, by the because, way, congratulations. Because, Charlie, I understand what people are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I always Maybe knew that about you. a lot of people. Yeah, I always knew that about you. And by the oh, way, brother, hey, congratulations on Star is Born. I just saw it the other night, man. Great, great job. I, I mean just, that. I mean that. I just, there was just a chick up at Starbucks. What happened? Her fucking shorts were eating away <laughs> at her box meat. <laughs> really. Is that, what mean, you, is that what you noticed at Starbucks? No. <laughs> just, just no why don't you send us a picture of that? Look, I love it. I love it. Send a picture. My 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 girlfriend. I got a brand new girlfriend. Very nice. I know. Very good. I'm not so happy for you. Girlfriend. Nice. Salute. And thank you. But you know, she knows I shouldn't be really left alone. You know, because I'm my own worst enemy. Can't be trusted when it comes to this stuff. But if I'm driving by, and I like girls and shorts, but when they just let the fucking shorts just fucking eat away at those purple fucking bacon lips, <laughs> you got to you, you got to applaud it. <laughs> you got to applaud it. Oh, man, you killed me 30 This years is by later, far going to be the best show oh, we've man. done. I don't know if we should even Wheels. continue after Wheels. this. Wheels, just tell Dice about how we know each other. Please tell him hey, this guys, story. Hey, Dice, don't get angry at those things. <laughs> He's got to hear Can I right just now. tell you one thing, if you don't mind, real quick? Uh, no, I'm listening. So Charlie used to work out at, at Gold's Gym on Cole in Hollywood back in the day. No, the Radio City oh, thing okay. is what I'm talking about. But his wife, is his wife used to work at Gold's, who you know very well. Her name is Sanj. And you would always ask for Sanj at, at Cole's Gym in Hollywood. And that's his wife. And uh, she remembers you very, and she always says how great you were and how very nice you were. And her name was Sanj. What did she do there? She worked at Telegram. She was behind the desk, Dice, in behind sales. The desk, and in she sales. said that uh, every time you came in, you, I wonder, you know, long I hair. I would know her. 
long hair, freckles, blue eyes, and she loved you, man, and you were always really cool to her. And uh, yeah. I so know, you know. When did you when when did you move to Florida? Uh, I moved to Florida like seven years ago. I was out there in Hollywood when you guys were out there. I went back to Jersey. I came down here about seven years ago. He showed me open for you in Radio City. Yeah, back I in saw the day. that show. I saw you and, and Wheels in Radio City. I was second row for that show. You remember that show? Of course. Well, I actually, uh, I mean, I'm glad I did Radio City. Yeah. But those three shows are my least favorite. Yeah. Big shows that I've ever done. Now, is that because of the fucking uh, heckler assholes in the audience? Because I was there for that, and I no, saw that. What was it? No, no, no. No? There were always that kind of thing. Really? It was, I was just, I'd done so many shows up to that point, I was just completely burnt out. Like, nobody was, like, letting me take a break, take a rest. Oh, right, right. You, you know, it was, the minute I'd come off the road, you know, i get a call, Oh, he gets mad, Andrew. He goes, he's nuts. like me, though. He's actually the black, same. He's just like me. <laughs> he cut you off, guys? What happened? Hey, he should crash into a tree later, right? Fucking degrees, and he's in a black leather jacket and a helmet. This dumb fuck, and I'm in a tank top with electronic ears now. Yeah, I love Varoom. Yeah, like the six million dollar man. Do Varoom? Is that what he did? He came by and it went Varoom, the stupid motorcycle. I can't even believe he called in. Oh, Dice, man. We had to no, talk to you again. It feels like rolling with Dice and Wheels episode from oh, five years ago. It's amazing. So what happened, Charlie? What happened, Tell boy? Him. So George taught me to train, right? Yeah. And Wheels can even tell you, there was one time I was training, and I also wanted to lose weight, so I would just be drunk all the time on wine. Oh, yeah. And I remember I that. It yeah, mm-hmm. so I would go jogging after I would, like, do, like, two glasses of wine, so I really wouldn't feel the pain of running. Right. It made a lot of sense. You get a little wine buzz, then you go running. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and then I'd work out, but he taught me all this stuff that, you know, to this day when trainers come over to me, I'm like... Number one, George was Mr. Czechoslovakia for four years in a row. Yeah, he's okay. a real deal. And the way he came to the United States of America was when steroids came into uh, bodybuilding, mm-hmm. he quit the business. Oh. Because he had, this guy was built like Tarzan without ever doing any of that stuff. So he was Mr. Natural, right? All natural. Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. I used to look at the pictures in his office, and, of course, you know, uh, we know that things Sly is done because, you know, he sliced the rounds. Right. Now, he got him ripped to shreds. Yeah, he did. Right. But for George, you know, he was such a, number one, he opened, he didn't just open up a gym. He built, because on top of being Mr. Check. He was a machinist. Yeah, so he built he his own equipment. Built, 
He built every single machine in his gym. Jesus. Amazing. I'm, and they were all orange. Um, I remember you taking I, me like, there. Oh, no. Everybody had a machine. Like, mine was a tricep machine that I... And he called me Dirty Filthy Mouth. <laughs> so that's how I had it signed, <laughs> right. the machine. That's awesome. You know, um, Mickey Rourke had a bicep machine. Uh-huh. That was his favorite machine. So he said, so all the, the big stars that would come in there would sign a machine. And, and for a while he trained my record producer, Rick Rubin, Sorry, oh, Rick, me? no, I'm listening to you, Dice. This is amazing stuff. I'm yeah, listening I mean, to we're you. just listening. Absolutely. We're giving you the air. So, so anyway, some guy's passing me on a bike. We're playing fucking chicken. <laughs> I'm going to run into the fucking tree with his green fucking shirt. <laughs> his little baby boy sneakers. Baby boy. Baby boy. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my way. You see him on a military-grade fucking bicycle? You know what I love about it? This is him. Oh, man, Dice, you just like... I sound like you when I'm on traffic, brother. I swear to God, it's the same thing. But go ahead. So Rick Rubin, I do know the name. Yeah, I know Rick Rubin. Iconic Rick Rubin. Yes. No. Yeah, well, let me tell you what George said about Rick, because Rick did two workouts, Mm -hmm. and he never came back again. (laughs) So George George said, he goes, because he had that... Czechoslovakian accent, whatever that fucking should sound like. <laughs> the, the Eastern European fucking sound, <laughs> you know. Yeah, an annoying and accent or he what? Goes, he goes, oh, your friend, Rick, he made out of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just would piss off. He goes, he made out of shit. He don't come back. He don't you know, come back. He didn't want him back. He said that's it. No more. Because he, he was doing the leg press exercise where, you, you know, you do it standing and then you do it on your back, right. you know. And he goes, I put 25 pounds. He goes, 50 mouth. <laughs> he goes, I put 25 pound weight on machine. And he'd do it three times. He goes, made out of shit. <laughs> he goes, I won't even train him. i got to start right. saying that to my clients now. But this yeah. guy, you got to understand, he trained Sally Fields. He trained his front, uh, Bruce Springsteen's first wife. Okay? Yeah, yeah Jillian. I'm I not even kidding. Yep. She, she worked out at George's gym. Her name was Julian. She wound up on a show called Sisters. And very pretty girl, but he trained her six days a week. That girl, to this day, I never saw a girl as ripped up as her. That girl was amazingly ripped. I remember her. It it became her whole fucking life. Unreal. Do you know, what happened to her, Dice? You you ever see her again? What happened to that girl? What happened? uh, Yeah, what happened to that girl? What happened? She did a show. It was a big hit, I guess, in the 90s called Sisters. You know, and that was it. And then she just dedicated. It's hard to hear Charlie. Can you hear me now, Dice? You hear me okay now? There we go. I can hear you a little better. Okay, I'll get in close. But, All right, go ahead, Dice. Yeah, We're listening. But then she just dedicated herself to exercise. And the last time I saw her was years ago. But she was just absolutely shredded. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this was after the divorce from Bruce, obviously, right? I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. yeah. This was years ago. Wow. Wow. You know. Oh, he trained everybody would come in there. I remember torturing uh, Tom Hanks' wife in there. Um, what's her name again? Rita, it's Rita something, uh, right? Rita, Rita. I think Rita Wilson. Rita, 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 Wilson. Rita Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, Rita Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Hanks, Hanks wasn't a good enough name. <laughs> you know, she had to keep the Wilson, yeah. Thing. No hyphen, no nothing, yeah. right? No, that, that, that always bothered me a little. I mean, yeah. you married the fucking guy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's not good enough. You're a megastar, won three Academy Awards, and she's going up for fucking tampon commercials. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know. Rita Wilson. Oh, you kill me, Dice. Why, why aren't you home watching your children grow up? What are, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you trying to prove? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah. watching the movie um, that Tommy did about... Uh, the band, the, the, the Wanderers. Not the gang, but the Wanderers. Oh, the band. Yeah. He, he produces the band, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a great movie. You know what the and name of that is? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Wonders. The Wonders. The Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, there's a scene. I mean, she's a good actress, but I could just see her breaking his fucking... <laughs> oh, what are you looking I, at I, now? I can't talk loud. There's a, no, there's a girl walking. I don't want to, like, curse. <laughs> when did that ever stop you? Um, so anyway, here comes, because I'm, I'm, like, in a, I'm actually in a neighborhood. I, you know who I bothered the other day? Billy Gardell. I love Billy. You know, I was screaming his name outside his house. Who's Billy Gardell, Dice? I don't know. Yeah, ask Chris DePetto. From Mike and Molly. Okay. Mike and Molly. Okay, he's right. the lead guy. Uh, okay, uh, I got you. I love him. Yeah. He's a good guy. Uh, and, that, and now he's now he's got another sitcom that was just picked up. Well, yeah. Dice, and, let me um, ask you something. Can I ask you something? You, you did so good in Star is Born. What's next? You're going to do more stuff? Are they offering you stuff? He's got Nah. Move? I'm sure. You got some stuff coming out, uh, right? Yeah. What's wrong with Nah? Nah, no. Nah's amazing. Nah's but I'm amazing. Saying, but, you, but I'm saying, aside from that, I'm... <laughs> no, 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 Nas amazing. I'm just thinking they're throwing all kinds of offers at you at this point. What, after what that. is going to top? What is going to top? You know, like the greatest thing I've ever done. Nothing's going to top Nas, but I want you to keep doing the movies because you keep killing it in the movies. You really it was are great. fantastic actor. It was amazing. Well, if if well, right now I don't even care because of the Chinese flu. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, it's like I don't even think about the acting thing. I don't think about getting on stage. I don't think about any of that. I couldn't care less. You're, well, let, you, let them come to you. You're, ama right? you're amazing at that because you are so happy at who you are. You you know you're you're just you're the biggest fucking thing in the world. You've always been the biggest fucking comic in the world. And he never apologized. That? I never. love Dice. Best. I love you because you've never apologized for anything you've done. You're the I, best. I, swear to God. I, I love it, you so much. It's nothing to a there's nothing to apologize for. Really. I know, buddy. I know. I put up some good clips today on Instagram with the musical stuff and the concerts. Because the one thing I will do now is a documentary, you know, and so I'm, I'm looking at a lot of stuff. I, I love the clips. I love what you're doing with the clips, and, I, and it brings me back to a memories of, of just the best times with Mike Black in the back of your house. was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh, you guys had some time, huh? Oh, my God. Time. It was the best. I love it. 
I lo- no, I love that stuff too. I, I, and, I, and I watch but I'm it. Saying between Nah and a documentary, you know, what that, am I going to do? That's a lot. Yeah. That's good you stuff, know? though. And, and even there's if they'll even make. I don't even think they're going to make movies anymore or TV shows. Who knows what the fuck yeah. is going on with that stuff now? You know, who even cares? I couldn't care what they didn't do enough. Nah, who cares? Hey, listen, the TV shows you've done are better than a lot of the damn movies you, out there, you, man. Yeah, they're yeah, not going to top that. It's true. You're amazing, man. Yeah. It really is. No, right now, it's like I don't look at myself like even in show business at all. I'm more into just not doing anything other than exercise, uh, hang out with my brand new chick, which mm-hmm. we're going nearly on uh, another month will be a year. Wow, hey, that's congrats. fantastic. Congrats. A long time. Yeah. For, thank you, Wheels. But it's the first time ever, like, I really, like, I don't get it because, you know, all my relationships marriages, engagements, uh, uh, one night stands, three night stands, two months, whatever it's been, Mm -hmm. you know, have been awful. Like it's been awful, you know, about 40 years of awful. And, uh, I haven't had one fight with this girl, you know, and we're going on a year. Me and the boys were talking about it last night. Uh, another fucking lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. We, we got one right here in front of us too. We got one too. Fucking electric saw. <laughs> yeah. Your legs should fall off of you. They're they're interrupting <laughs> our conversation, Dice. That's what they're doing. They're the fucking nerve, us up. The nerve I, I can't even believe. Yeah, by this time of the day. They should be done. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> Tell them it's eight o'clock. Here. There's a guy mowing the lawn right next door to us. You don't give a fuck. We're on the air. No, they don't care. They don't care. No, I can't stand it with their noises and they're a pain in the you ears. know that the way they talk. Fucking hate them. Yeah, they're I'm with you. <laughs> they're annoying fucks, dice, right? Charge you for every little fucking thing. Yeah, extra to edge, extra to do this. You know. So, yeah. So to answer your question, uh, yeah, if they ever do movies again and something good comes up, I would do it, but. You know, I like I can't the whole, just do anything. No, I like the whole, no, doc- no, like the whole documentary thing. I think the documentary, I think the world needs to see it. I think it needs to be out, and it needs to be out soon. We need you right now more than ever. Dice, you're in need, brother. We love you. We really do. We want to see you more, enjoying, though. I'm really enjoying, you know, like on videos where I used to get like three and 4,000 views, I'm getting like 15 and 20 now. So I saw one the other day. You had 30, really, 36,000 views know, on one of your videos. 36,000. Wow, that's a big one. That's what I mean. It's, it's a great thing. So, so well, keep it up. You're entertaining I, I really people. During this time of uh, uh, isolation... Uh, that, you know, like, I, I still get to do my job and be funny for them. You're very like, funny. You know, I don't don't ever quit. Please don't ever quit. I feel quit. that's what people really need. They like, do need that. Do they, your job. Hey, Dice, they're too friggin' serious right now, right or wrong. They're too serious. You know, they need guys like you to make us laugh. No, I, I, don't, I don't think like other people. No, I know you don't. Like, I, I see some guy walking towards me right now. I wish he would just fucking explode in the street <laughs> and it would just make me laugh. <laughs> It's always about making you laugh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, completely. That would make me laugh. Just as he's walking towards me, just blow up, like literally. 
Tell, grow up into a million fucking pieces. Tell him, tell him to go and fuck himself. And I would himself. around on somebody's front lawn <laughs> laughing for an hour. Going, you had to see this fucking guy just self-fucking explode. Empathetic. <laughs> oh, my God. That would that, make you happy. I know. like the best thing ever. Best laugh of the week, Dice. Best I, laugh of the week. This was great, man. I can't even believe it. This is, you know, it's airing tomorrow. Uh, uh, this is airing tomorrow. Yes, this will go up tomorrow I morning. Imbe- I 6 can't even believe we're doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical that we're doing a podcast. Yeah, we're doing a podcast. You know? I don't know how I'm going to top it, though. Like, no, but I forgot how, that we're even doing it. I just got into it's a conversation, telling right? you shit. You know what This became the podcast of, I'm the, how am I going to top the next one? Who am I going to have on? Who the hell John Caparulo? What am I going to do? It's a tough act to follow, guys. Come on. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, it doesn't feel like I'm doing one because... Does it end here? Oh, uh, look at... <laughs> well, look at the, in the little Mini Cooper piece of shit. <laughs> what do you see now? What's going I on? Fuck. What's happening? No. What's it happening? It was a Mini Cooper... I hate that. ...that cut <laughs> off another person. You know. What, what do you, <laughs> if you drive a Mini Cooper, if you drive a fucking Prius, they should fucking deport you. <laughs> You understand? Anybody with a fucking brain in their head knows they're an asshole if they drive out of a car place. Go, who looks at a Prius and goes, I gotta own that? <laughs> who the fuck? Oh, I gotta you have that. I gotta. Nice. People just don't have common fucking sense. No, no, they driving don't. Driving around in Mini Coopers, oh my God, driving nice. around in that little fucking Coca-Cola fucking smart car. <laughs> that smart car is the dumbest car you could ever fucking buy. It's made out of yeah. fucking paper mache <laughs> and aluminum. Paper mache. It's a piece of fucking shit. When's the last time you heard paper mache? fucking driving it. <laughs> I fucking hate them. That's fucking crazy. Where hey, are you? And this yeah, is Ventura Boulevard. Where is it? Where is it? Where are you? No, I'm actually on cars are passing me now. I'm racing cars <laughs> on Coldwater Canyon. Oh man, you're on a dangerous road there. What are you kidding? Come on, be careful. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and the uh, you know the the other thing is. Which I had a big fight with Eleanor over. Yeah. So I'm not going to allow her to bike with me for a month. What happened? That's the punishment. Okay, I'm pulling into this neighborhood. So I was going against the traffic, which is how I learned to ride a bike when I was five. <laughs> my yes. father said. I agree with that. My father mm. said, when you're on your bike, go against the traffic. So you could see what's coming at you. Right, right? I agree. Right, I agree with that. all the sense in the world. Especially in this day and age when everybody's just looking down at their phone. Okay. Right. That being said, I'm riding my bike with her, this stupid fuck, going, (laughs) you need to go with the traffic. I go, what? So I don't get to see the guy coming up behind me that clips me and makes me go flying 300 fucking feet. I go, she goes, it's the law. Fuck the law. I go, you know what? I go, they wrote the wrong fucking law. (laughs) They made a mistake. They they made a mistake because 
anybody with a fucking brain goes against the traffic. Yeah, you on, on a bike, you got to go against the traffic. Yeah. Coming towards you. Yeah, you got to see what's coming at you. Who's coming up behind me? Oh, wait. Well, wait, nobody's wait, fucking looking. Another one. What's happening now? I'm passing another one with horse tits. One second. <laughs> horse tits. Hi. Not cow, horse. Have a nice day. Horse tits. Is you know what's funny? She probably looked at me because she's also wearing a blue top. <laughs> you know what I mean? So she compared and the blue. I'm wearing... She doesn't know that this shirt is 31 years old. No one does. That it's like the... Pr- it's the pre. No, nobody will know. No, it looks it's, hot off the presses. Think beautiful. about that. It's a 31 year old shirt. Most people weren't born the day you got that fucking shirt. The millennials weren't around at the time. <laughs> the millennials weren't born, but it's no. an unreal shirt. Three generations you know, weren't around, but when you got that shirt. Because, because George had the shirts made for people he felt would have some muscle. Right. Not like they make tank tops in, you know, like department stores. Right. Like, that's why it's called Santa Monica Bodybuilding. Right. People you are going to be looking for Santa Monica Bodybuilding, and he's in Yugoslavia or Czechoslovakia. Well, oh, make sure you close. post that. It, it doesn't exist it doesn't, anymore. But they're going to wonder, where the hell this fucking, where do you go? Yeah, where but is that's it? the beauty of it. It's his story. Hey, it's Charlie, his, his story. Charlie, you know, <laughs> What's up, Doug? Charlie. What happened? Charlie. Yes, sir. You know... You know the 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 uh, leg raises mm-hmm. uh, that Stallone did in Rocky, where yeah. just his shoulder. No, yeah. listen, you don't even know what I'm going to say. I do know. I do. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading your mind. Go ahead, Dice. Yeah, I'm but sorry. he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yet. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, I'm listening. It's he's on. He's just got his hands behind him on like on a bench. And just his shoulders are on the bench, and he's lifting his complete yeah. body, doing yeah. like body raises. Yeah, you know what that's. that's you know, that, you know what that's that is. George, that was George. You know who George ta- did that? You know oh, what that was that's, him in the movie. You know what that? Yeah, he's when he was. I know what Dice no, is talking about. No, George, that was one of George's things. Oh, you gotta understand I when see I met George, he was forty-five years old. Right. And he was able to do that. Like it was nothing. Wow. That is one of and the then, hardest things in the world to do, Dice. One of the hardest things to do is that. I, mean, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. But when you were done with the workout, what you had to do when you left George, you had to shake hands with him, okay? And he shake would squeeze hands. your hand, and you would always wind up, no matter how strong you were, you're winding up on your knees begging George to let go of your hand <laughs> and he would just laugh in your face and let you go and say I see you tomorrow that the filthy and nasty mouth <laughs> and nasty mouth I love it <laughs> nasty mouth. that's how he would say it so this guy was priceless huh he was good this guy was the oh, best he, was fine. Well, he, he used to come on tour with me and train me and there was one time I wanted a, a slurpee and it turned into a big fight with George, and he threatened that if I get the Slurpee, he's going back to L.A. So I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the, the, the Slurpee. Now, wait, he was I, training you for what? For uh, what? For Ford Fairlane or what? For what was concerts. He, he was for? training you for yeah. concerts, right? Well, well, the, no, well, the first time he trained me was for Ford Fairlane, uh-huh. you know, to make me look decent for that. That's right. how I learned how to really exercise. Mm-hmm. But then we would just continue it. And any time I would, you know, 
fall off the wagon as far as eating like an animal or, you know, that kind of shit. I would just go to George and he would set me straight. And, and is that, is that, I don't know this, but is that where you got, I'm in the cage or is that your thing with the cage? Because you're always... No, that's, <laughs> yeah. no, that's my thing. Okay, because I love, when you're in the cage, I know it gets very serious. Now, what's that all about? What's in the case? Through this whole fucking pandemical. It's a frame of mind. It's 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 a psychological frame of mind when you're in the cage. Yeah, yeah. So, so, like my girlfriend says to me, and I love it because she's like normal, and I only really have one meal a day. Okay. You know, I might have like a yogurt in the morning, but that's about. And she'll see that I work out. I'll ride the bicycle for miles with her. And and she'll say, like, I don't understand. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, you haven't had a morsel of food today. And it's 8.30 at night. A morsel of food. <laughs> and, I, and I would tell her, I go, well, that's why now you're going to make dinner. <laughs> and what do you insist on? Fish? You like fish or what? What do you like to eat at dinner? No, no fish. I like no fish? fish. Yeah. No, I like fish. Oh, that's good. She got me into the fish thing. Salmon. Like chicken. Yeah, salmon's the only fish. Exactly. Some steak, uh, I maybe. Like, I like chicken. And you know what's so funny? This girl. With shorts again. They're all in shorts today because it's so hot. Now, she don't know I'm on an electrical phone. Bluetooth. She probably thought I was talking to myself going, I like the fish. I like fish. You know what I mean? She don't see. There's no wires. The wire. So, I just got that now. And I'm, and I'm, wearing, a, I'm wearing a helmet. So she's probably thinking... This guy's losing it. He's talking to himself about <laughs> I like fish. fish. As you pass her, right? As yeah. you pass by. As I pass her, I like fish. <laughs> yeah, the fish tucked into her fucking shorts and folded over. That's fucking brilliant. I like uh, fish. Nice, nice uh, me laugh, uh, man. 30 uh, years those there. beefy fucking rubbery fucking lips that I want to bounce <laughs> off of. <laughs> You know, oh my, my girlfriend God. doesn't like when I make comments like that about oh other girls. God. It's just I'm your observation. Yeah, I, I say I'm just like saying it. It's an know? observation. Like, I don't, but that's you, right? Like I mean, that, that is dice. That's dice. That's you, right? That's that's yeah, the, yeah I, that's you. I, I, I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> today. I'm just saying, I'd like to. <laughs> today, like there's always <laughs> tomorrow. There's <laughs> always tomorrow. Exactly. You never close the book. Oh, my God, this guy. Oh, please. I'm driving by these apartments the other day, and this blind girl with a girlfriend, and I don't even know how she recognized me, just screams out, I love you. you know? <laughs> and what'd you say? And I'm like, I didn't. I got, I got scared. And I got <laughs> really fast. You got scared? Because I'm going, I'm like, who does she think I am? Because I'm in a helmet. Right. Uh, like, uh, she knew you. Me. She knew you. She, like, she I, could was see ha- it. I was half a block away. Doesn't like, matter. They could see she you. She must think. Yeah, Charlie. She must have thought I was like someone else. So no, no. They, they know who you are. What You're are you a crazy? fucking Come icon. On, You're a Megatron you. star. I don't know. Dice. Not Come with on. the helmet. 
it e- even matter. with the helmet, even with the helmet, it's the I, actions. People know yes. you by the socks. They know you, brother. You're a legend. Come I'm on. on a, I'm on it. a bicycle. Doesn't matter. They they're not used to seeing dice on a bicycle, but there you are. There you go. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I wish it? I could film this right now. Film it and send it. Bicycle. <laughs> you want cold water canyon still? Guy on a bicycle dancing. His hands were free, and he's dancing. <laughs> where the to, fuck are you going music. with his bike? Yeah, I want to know where you're going. You're going with down the bike. to the ocean, or what? Where are you going? I don't even know. I'm just pedaling. Do you I just drive you know? around town like anywhere the fuck you want to start going nuts? Well, anywhere. How many miles, anywhere. Dice? How many miles a day? This is so good that you're doing this. How many oh, miles? Please, I, I don't 20? do that. You don't care. I can't. No, he never goes. I miles. don't count that shit either. Never I don't count. I've never counted that shit. But yeah. if you feel good, you keep no, going. I, yeah, he never counts the miles. Hates it when you tell him how many, how my, far you my, are. Doesn't matter. Yeah, my girlfriend counts her steps. Oh, I don't do that. Board people are today. That's a waste of time. It's a waste. When she first told me about it, I go, "What do you mean?" That's you crazy. Ten thousand. You hit that. Doesn't matter. I go one foot in front of the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You count each step at a I day. Go, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing that since I'm a baby. I'm not counting them. <laughs> yeah. I remember you used to get. I remember you used to get pissed <laughs> off when I would say, "Oh, we're only an hour and a half away from Vegas," and you'd be like, "Why the fuck do you got to tell me?" Exactly. Oh, look at this now. Here's another one. Okay. <laughs> They're all over the place. You're in the right spot, uh, apparently. Driving, well, it's Cold Water Canyon. That's where he is, right? But he's on a bike. He's on a bike on Cold Water Canyon, uh, which is up and down, by the way. Yeah. That's a How tough you road. Doing? You say, <laughs> you she, was, she was driving a Volkswagen, so she's trying to make it in the business. And she's not yet there. I don't know. Maybe. She might make maybe. it. Maybe. Where am I now? Where the hell? Well, what do you see? What are you looking it's, at right now? Oh, I'm back at... I'm on Moore Park... Oh, you back level. Oh, that brings back memories. Moore Park. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. 